Suspects are now in custody in connection to the vicious murder of a New York City teenager. Hundreds of people filled the streets yesterday in the Bronx to remember 15-year-old Lissandro Guzman Feliz. A relative says the gang suspected of killing him admitted on social media that they had attacked the wrong person. DeMarco Morgan is in the Bronx close to the scene of this terrible, vicious crime. DeMarco, good morning to you. Good morning. There is a grown memorial just outside of the store where Guzman Feliz was murdered, and the gang members, believed to be involved in his death, reportedly thought Guzman Feliz had leaked a sex tape of one of the gang members' relatives. And the family is saying they don't want an apology. They want justice. Mourners fill the streets frustrated with the violence that cost an innocent teen his life. I'm so confused. Like, I can't, I can't cope with it. The 15-year-old, known as Junior, was beaten and stabbed repeatedly by five men. He was able to walk himself to a nearby hospital after the attack where he died. My baby, I see. Thank you, everybody. Leandre Phillies is Junior's mother. His father rushed home from a job in Florida when he learned about the attack, but it was too late. I miss him. I miss a lot. I don't know what happened Community members mobilized online under the new hashtag Justice for Junior. Police used social media to solicit tips and were flooded with information which reportedly helped identify multiple suspects. All of Junior's suspected attackers are alleged members of a gang known as the Trinitarios. Family members believe the incident was a case of mistaken identity and claim the gang even apologized to them on social media. Oh, sorry, no <coughs> He was a good and sweet kid. Junior's parents say he dreamed of becoming a detective. New York Police Commissioner James O'Neill was at his wake, along with hundreds of others. I'm thank you, very thank you for um, the support for everybody. Make me feel like sure my son going to have justice. A GoFundMe page set up for the Guzman Feliz family has raised more than $240,000. Cardi B reportedly donated $8,000 to that fund. There is a memorial, another wake, set up for some time tonight, and his funeral is scheduled for Wednesday. That's to Marco. One of the worst stories I've heard. You know, the mom said that her she's forever changed, that her heart will never be the same. You hear that this guy was a really good kid. 
I know. Good student and wanted to be a cop. I wanted to be a cop. School officials said he was a kind, sweet, always smiling. Good afternoon. Good evening. Um, this is Welcome to Dark Desires. And my name is Desire, and my co host tonight is Gina Storm. Hi, Gina. Hello, Desire. How are you this evening? I'm doing good. And tonight, um, I'm coming to my journals tonight about the way I feel about these children, the way what's going down. I want to talk about society as a whole, as of DeMarco having that man to send that child back out to his death. That disturbs. I'm coming to you as a mother. I'm coming to you as... A, a human being, uh, uh, just a, a just a decent human being, a mother of a teenage son, you know, it's, it just seems, it's, it's nuts. It, it just doesn't make sense. And it's like, when is enough enough? So tonight's thing is what about the children? You know, so um, I also want to give out a major shout-out to my bestie, who does the bomb introductions. So, yes, his uh, King Cadiz, I know him as someone else. I assume, y'all, assume later y'all understand. I'll be calling him something else. So you just hang with me. Um, I feel for these parents. I can't imagine. I can't even, my son, don't call me in a, in a couple of hours. I'm, I'm a little worried. You know, as for the children, you detainees with the kids being separated from their, their parents, I work with children. I work with toddlers. I can't imagine, you know. So that's what's on my head tonight. So what's up with you? Well, uh, I'm also a mom and a grandmother. Uh, My three grandchildren are almost six, almost four, and almost two. So at those tender young ages, you know, Mm -hmm. all you should be worrying about is play watching cartoons and eating snacks. You know, they shouldn't have any worries, but, um, you know, you you try to keep violence from them. You try not to have them exposed to things. You know, I um, I say this all the time, that I guard my gate, and in the daytime I don't visit my social media pages and I do not watch the news, but you can't escape it. Because the mm-hmm. things that go on, they, they, you know, you you can be in the grocery store, at the doctor's office, anywhere in the public, and these things are being discussed. In the city that I live in, I live outside of Chicago. I live in a suburb of Chicago. Two young men were found shot in a car that was on fire. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were teenagers. One was 19. He was a former student of my mom's. Uh, my mom retired from teaching high school couple of years ago, and I taught mm. preschool and ran a daycare from home for 23 years. So wow. any time that you work with children, you know, it, it touches your heart. So, and you worry about all children, not just the ones you're related to. So this is a, a hot topic for, for both of us because as moms and grandmothers and even if you have nieces and nephews and you're not a parent, you see that there's something terrible going on. There's a shift where nobody's taking care of the children. The children are not being protected. The children are not being cared for. The children are not being loved and nurtured. The children are not being oh, raised 
or, or um, seen to. I, I guess the village that used to take care of the children right. has dropped the ball. There's, they've just dropped the ball. There I used to be a time when everybody looked out for the kids, and now nobody looks out for the kids. Well, I guess at the point, it's like we used to get, well, I guess they considered to be corporal punishment. But we learned our lesson. It was, didn't have to be taught more than maybe three times at the most mm-hmm. that there's a cause and effect for your actions. But then it got to a point where some people were taking it too far, were, were absolutely abusive, and then the, the government got involved. And now it seemed like the government's trying to raise the children. And then when, they, when the kids wind up fucking up somewhere, they look at the parents like, what about the parents? Well, you can't really parent because you can't do this or you – you, you, everything is corporate punishment. I'm not. I'm not saying a little pop on the leg is one thing, but you sitting there whooping somebody down, that's a beating somebody down. That's different. That to me, it's different. But I learned cause and effect. You know, mm-hmm. and I learned that. You know, and I didn't have to. Like somebody said, my mother beat me out, kept me out of jail by beating my tail. That's exactly. You know, but. It's, 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 I think the government got involved, and everybody's scared to do something. Don't want uh-huh. to be sued, you know what I'm saying? Don't want to be brought in front of the courts for saying something wrong to a child, or just don't want to get involved with an altercation with the parent. Feel like they got to defend their child about they're fighting like they kids. You know, it's just like what do you win? Yeah, yeah. So, being being paddled at school, um, being put in the corner, getting your yeah. hand t- with with a ruler. You know, teachers can't hate kids. Parents can't hate kids. If kids know that they can do whatever and there's no consequences, kids are wild. Then the streets are full of kids. Yeah. The the, the kids use the government as a threat. Like, you know, I'm going to call the teachers. My mama used to say, call them. Yeah. My mama said, okay, when you you pack your stuff, pack everything you bought. (laughs) That was nothing. Anything that you bought with your own money, you can take with you. You can take it with you. Because at that time when I was a kid, that's when they would start to say, you know, if somebody happened to touch you, if they hit you, you call this number. Remember? Mm -hmm. And the kids were using it as like a threat. Yeah, even more. Yeah, go go ahead. You go ahead and call it by all means. Yes. Let's work, Nikki. And the funny thing she used to say was, yeah, one less mouth to feed. I was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Look, life's a gamble. Sometimes you win. That's foster care. Yeah. It might be good. It might be bad. But I'm not taking those chances. I already know my mama. Sure. I was scared of my mama. My mama ain't know my mama was a ninja or what. She just oh, she had eyes everywhere. I couldn't do nothing. That's yeah. where it's supposed to be. That's healthy. Parents, your parents are not your friends. They're your parents. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that changed. It's like you know, the parents want to be buddies now. I guess maybe because they had around the same age. Mm. <laughs> that's so, bad. That's bad too. You know what I'm saying? So you know, instead of being a parent, my mother told me once. I said, "You, <clears throat> I'm not your friend." I remember that she looked me dead in my face. She said, "I'm not your oh, friend. Yeah. I'm your mother." I'm your mother. That that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like any decipher you need, figure it out in your own time. She just she left me with that. You don't oh, like yeah. me, that's too bad. <laughs> but now everybody wanna be buddies. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know. Then when they get when they start doing buddy buddy shit and something go wrong, 
all of a sudden you you get all stern with the kid, and the kid look at you like, what's wrong with you? We were buddies. We were just pals. We were hanging out before. Now we what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're confused because you haven't set the standard to make them understand that, you know, that now they can't accept discipline from, from their homie. Wait, we were just friends, you know. <clears throat> and now oh, you're joking when you say you something. He laughs. Right. Laugh at you like you like you like you ain't serious. Like you're not really trying to, you know. Like one more smile, it's on and popping. But <laughs> now you're so tripping. Now you tripping. But you was just being my girlfriend five minutes ago. Yeah, we were wearing the same clothes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I know some. some um, they they club with their kids. Like as soon as they let's 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 go to the club and turn up. No, that's I not a good thing. I would get that comfortable. No, I remember. Like my mom when she retired a couple of years ago, her girlfriends from work were like, "Yeah, we're gonna get together and have some drinks and make brodies with your mom. You want to come?" I'm like, "Oh no, my." For me there, but um, I appreciate the invite. She might not want uh, me. What's that? A A R P? Is that it? How what age you gotta be to get that? <coughs> no, here's the thing. I, I you gotta be fifty to get it, and I'm not there yet. So I think Don't in a couple of years. put that on that way. You come get that later. I'm I think in a couple of years when I'm when I'm a little older, you know, then then when her homies ask me if I want to chill with them because they're all six. Thank you. But then again, now hold up. Then again, them old, them, I hate to call them biddies. That's what I call my mama now. I call them the golden girls. But them golden girls got some. My mama, huh? They call my mama and her sisters the golden girls too, so I understand that. Okay, well, we got them golden girls. Them golden girls got some spicy stories. You got to listen closely. They be dropping some gems about some some stuff. <laughs> you got to mm-hmm. listen. Yeah. You know, my mother may not say it, but her friends when they start when they start giggling, they don't hit, they don't pay hit pay dirt. I'll be ready for menopause because they didn't already went through the change. So, <laughs> All right. I, mean, I don't know. That this is this is a, is a very confusing time of life. I'm confused. My body confused. We don't know what's going on here. <laughs> they get me ready. I'm not. I'm not going to have any questions because every day when some come up, I know who to ask. <laughs> My, I don't know. My mother, my mother, she she don't remember. She say she don't know. The thing is about the Golden Girls, they got so now. I never do selective. Selective. Oh, they sometimes they hear what I'm saying. Sometimes I need me to repeat it. And I'm thinking. I know you heard me. No, no. Selective means they remember certain stuff. What they want to. And yeah, and conveniently forget about other stuff. Oh yeah. Like oh, mom, yeah. remember that I did this. Girl, that was 30 years ago. I don't remember that. But we talk about some music and some slow dancing. Or, man, they got the steps. And, and Now, look here, Golden Girls, man. Come on. That's what tonight's show is about. It's not all, you know, we're going to have a good time, just like our regular old slumber party. Right. And come, in, come chill with us and, and you know. Well, part of me said, because I'm a true Gemini, y'all believe it or not, part of me said lay it on the altar. Other parts said free your mind, your ass to follow. So either either category you want to stay, whatever category you want to get in, you fit in. Follow right. me. Just come on and, and have some fun with me. Come, come talk to us. 
Absolutely. <clears throat> free your mind, and like I said, free your mind. Ask for, I don't know. I think you might get that put on my wall. <laughs> it seems to be catchy to me tonight. Oh, so, yeah. oh, yo, the city's alive. There was a lot of con- conflict, and well, I'm I'm in D.C. I'm Washington D.C. And every day we have our asshole of a president say something. I hope I, I hope I, I line don't drop. <laughs> Say right. you know. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Because you never know. Everybody, you know, the phone's listening. Who else is listening? You know, right. but, oh, what can you say? How you now we're going to the conversation of the children being separated from their parents. And then they like if you were think about it, my husband made a statement. If you were a pedophile, you just shopping. They done divided them the parents from the children. Mm-hmm. This divide the children from male to female, and mm-hmm. I really from age. So if it's not like a pedophile's <coughs> grocery dream come true, you know what I'm saying? <coughs> they moving them at night. Why? I mean, the government's not really running at night, so why are you moving these children at night? Mm-hmm. And what I mean that does that just stirs so much in me, like. <coughs> Are these people that bold and that brazen? And our government, and my president is that, that well, not my president, the, the president. The country exactly. president. There you go. Right. Really? Who really? Only, let me, let's, let's, let's die digress. Let's go. Because <laughs> I'm about to go off on that one. Yes, indeed. So, he, he signed something in order. When he got a bad backlash, because I'm sure everybody in his cabinet probably told him, no, you asshole, you don't do that. But he's such a bully that he went on and did it. And now he wants applause and thank you for reversing the first fucking decision he made. He made it? What? That's mm-hmm. like, really? You, what, you want a pat on the back? Oh, my God. And they can't find the babies. Right. Yes, they can't how you lose? How? They really? not long. They for sale. I just, I just hope, like when I, I just, I want to think positive. I, I want to mm-hmm. say that the people were moving them children at night because they were maybe reuniting them mm-hmm. with their parents, or mm-hmm. maybe you know how sometimes you got an inner organization that I don't know. Just I'm just trying to think positive that it's not something, you know, so mm-hmm. terrible and. You know, mm-hmm. irreversible damage done to these children because of this. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I really enjoy doing this show. I really get so psyched when it's like the day before, two days before, and I tell everybody, "Oh yeah, you know, come to come listen to my show." You know, it's free your mind, your ass to fall all night. Like, <laughs> but I, I enjoy just being able to speak and have my words heard. Yes. Not just listen, but heard. That, to me, is the most powerful thing. That is recorded. That, let's say, 50 years from now, and our voice is non-existent, you can go back and archive. Somebody can pull it up for us. You know, maybe by then we probably could just think it up here. I don't know, you know, technology. But it's out there forever. Uh-huh. That is, that to me is priceless. 
So this, y'all, and I tell y'all every week, I'm going to tell you every week, you are my journals, mm-hmm. my witnesses, you know, my to record my thoughts. Now, everybody has their own, their own interpretation of the same thing, right? Like me getting married, yeah. how I can say how I felt in my, 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 my experience. At the same wedding was my husband, and he he probably had something totally different. Oh yeah. So that these you are my witnesses, my recorders, my journal. So. Oh my goodness. Can you quote those now? Oh yes, let me tell you. So I I I remember now. I'm young at this. Remember, y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all until I get old. So I'm gonna tell you. I'm young at this. So <laughs> in case you want to come and spend some time with us and just shoot the breeze and like I said, let you you know let free your mind, your ass to follow. Just give me a call at seven two four 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 seven four 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 extension. Okay, one four six three eight five, and that's Doc Desire. So yeah, come come cheer with us. <clears throat> awesome. I know we got a couple of hands up, so I'll be thinking if you spit a piece, we oh. can kick it off. Sure. You know, I you know, I, I love to talk, so y'all gotta y'all gotta tell me. Shut up sometimes. Okay, <laughs> well who do we have on the mic? Remember that. Well, I thought you should kick it off. Oh, okay, by all means. By all means. Yeah. Okay, I've been then excuse me, okay, y'all. Girl, you know, you know the week. <laughs> let, let me, let me, you know, I call myself being prepared, right? So I got my new hotness, right? So I haven't felt such senior citizens like mm-hmm. until I got this phone. I realized just how old I am with this new technology. Oh, I yeah. I thought I was young. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. did. I got this Galaxy mm-hmm. S9. Plus thing, this thing, man, damn! <laughs> I almost don't like it. That's how how tech it is. But anyway, guys, that's my rant for my phone. I love it. If I break it, I would die. So <laughs> this one's called "Don't Forget." All right, let me get my life right. All right. In the center of Trump's nonsense, there's a greater problem. I hear paperwork and arguments overseas, but no acknowledgement about the children. Between being killed or being stolen, the focus has been the focus has been broken. Uh, but what about the children? See, I work with these babies daily, and I see the hope painted on their faces. So when the news plays the visions of innocence being taken away. It hurts in a special place. But what about the children? Torn from their parents in every every news clip, but nothing changes. Classic cases of what money and power can get away with. Shit. But put in cages like dogs, lost, unaccounted for, mistreated, media's being misleading news, breathing life into the uh, into stories for the wrong reason. But what about the children? Who's keeping track? 
Who's going to get them back? Now, who can tell me that? Now, how can we, okay, how can we just go on to the next story? Is there truly any answers for that? Who will be held accountable? I'm outraged. I think I have an idea. Let's start with you. So what are we going to do? What about the children? In peace. Hello. And what a timely and amazing piece that was. Honestly. Because I feel like each one of us could do something. And if everybody felt that same way, we wouldn't be having these troubles and struggles that we're having today. We have Mm -hmm. to have not just that mindset, but we have to feel like it's our problem, too, and not somebody else. Not wondering who's going to step up, who's going to do something, whose problem it is. Point the finger and blaming the next person when this is happening everywhere, not mm-hmm. just in New York, not just in D.C., not just in Chicago. It's everywhere. This is a horrible, horrible epidemic. These children are in harm's way every day. Man. I, I just like I sometimes after I, I read something, I have to take a moment to kind of get my mess together because I'm just like I'm really so I'm almost at tears because I'm upset. I'm like, really, you know? I, and I, if somebody didn't bring their attention that they were doing this to the kids, how far would they have gone? Exactly. And they're like, now what? You know, it's like, what else can he do? Right, right. I mean, how low can you go? Look, I don't think we should ask that because we'll probably be we'll probably find out. Well, anyway, well, um, who do we have on the mic? Yeah, we're going to open up the lines and see what some of the callers are thinking in terms of what's going on with the children and what they thought of your piece. Oh, okay. All right, let's do that. I hope you bring your right. pillow. Get comfortable. I know that's right. Kings Caden, who do we have on the line first? Peace, it's Chantel. Oh, hello, sister. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Um, Dr. Dax, you may not remember but this, but Chantel is one of the three hosts on our Sunday show, The Inspiration Factory, over at Epiphany. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Yes. yes. Come check that out. Uh, absolutely, yes. absolutely. You've actually been over there. You just don't know all the voices. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm learning. Actually, tonight, I brought out my pad, my pencil. I am ready. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't ready before. I'm just ready. I'm ready. I got y'all tonight. Absolutely. So, did you bring your pillow with you? I did. I definitely oh, did. <laughs> Kick your feet up. Get comfortable. Let's, let's, um, so, what you have for us tonight? I have a piece. Um, It's a little bit. It's not off subject because it's definitely prevalent. It's about um, me. It's one of my testimonies, and I've shared it only once before. Um, but I definitely want to thank you for the topic that you have tonight because it's something that a lot of people are fearful to talk about. They really are. A lot of people are um, we're mute to the things that we need to discuss. And so it's so awesome. And I really want to let you know that I appreciate having the opportunity to be one of your witnesses to your voice because it means something. You know, and I have babies. I have four babies, beautiful babies that I'm raising, and I'm I'm fearful of the society in which I'm raising them in. 
you know, and so I, I'm just grateful. The topic really touched me as I was listening to you talk about it. And um, when I came on the line, I was like, I'm listening to a newscast. And, then, you know, I was talking to you like, oh, Lord, I, I don't know what this is. Oh, my God. And I started to listen to what it was talking about. And it really moved me. So thank you for just kind of stepping out and uh, speaking on something that's so dear to my heart that definitely has affected me here lately. But I did bring a piece. Oh, and um, this piece is, like I said, I've only shared it one time before. And it's just my oh, testimony. Wow. Thank you for um, sharing. Go ahead. Yes. Not a problem. So it started off when I was six years old and my mom died face down in the blistering cold. To state the facts, that was the day my heart turned cold. She left and I swear she took the keys to my soul. So now I'm trying to find my way through this life with no guidance, but I'm trying to be a mother and a wife. Six kids, four living and two in paradise. And I cried to my God, man, this ain't right. Down through the years, I got betrayed by my family using my mom as a way to get their hands on me. There was no love shown and my mind was blown at all the tragedy. My heart is burdened with no chance at relief for me. So now I'm grown and on my own and I'm still hurt. I got a man, but I'm lacking in my self-worth. It's kind of hard to see myself as a prize when all the while, shit, I'm dying inside. I'm crying a river, shit, I'm crying a lake. How much shit can one woman take? Gotta take a handle now with too much is at stake. I'm lost in a world where I don't even know my place. It's amazing how you can bottle up your tears, move on, and the effects hit you after some years. My motivation hit me at 20 years young, looking in the eyes of my daughter and my beautiful son. I made a promise that I would ride this till the wheels fell off, to raise my babies as a queen and a motherfucking boss. So once again, my pain took a back seat. There was no time to dwell or attempt to get back to me. Well, this is life, and reality's a bitch. But for mine, I double back and reroute this shit. In peace. Powerful. That's all I wrote on my, I told I had my tablet. Powerful. <laughs> that is a very powerful, powerful piece. Can I ask you something? When you uh-huh. read it, what, what emotion comes up? I, I feel determination, strong. Mm. I mean, it's like, mm, you know, like never say die. And you, like you said, ride it till the wheels fall off. And I can identify with that. Like when you're right. back, and absolutely, you know, it's pride. Huh? Definitely, it's a, it's a sense of pride. For me, even though it's a tale that is shaped my story, we all have a story. And the right. details may be intricate for each individual, but for me, even though it's a hurtful piece and it tore, it tore me to write it, but it was things that had to come out of me in order for me to be able to heal from them. But as I wrote it, the more that I wrote it, the more powerful I was. And Sometimes in life, you have to find stuff outside of yourself because as a woman, it's easy to feel low self-esteem about the things that you're doing or how you're doing them. But when I look at my baby, that's a prideful moment. And to know that my strength derived from something that was outside of myself is extreme pride. To know that that was something that was brought on by humility. My children humbled me. And so as I was writing the piece, it, it, was, a, it was definitely a pain, uh, a pain of, of, of knowing that one, I've actually come through this to remember that I've come through these things, but then also to look at the end product or the, the workings of a finished product it is a surprising thing. It, it's determination. It, it's, it's the only, my whole life's logo is, and my whole motto as I go through life is, is I can do everything. Everything in the world is an option to me except failure. Right. When it comes to my kids, that's not even a possibility. So everything else is optional. I can I can mess up. I can fall on my ass. I can get back up. I can do all these things. But I absolutely, under no circumstances, can I fail. So definitely determination is my main factor. 
Girl, I'm having church over here, man. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I was, wearing, I was wearing my Supergirl t-shirt early. I feel like I'm on my case. Let's go. <laughs> Girl, how is wonderful. But that's a, that's a wonderful example for your daughters and for your son to see that image in a woman will make him pick a strong woman. Because right. honestly, the best thing that we can do is be a shining example to those who watch us. They don't listen to what we say all the time, but they watch what we they do. Watch. Yeah. They Absolutely. watch. Absolutely. They watch. Absolutely. So the babies are watching, and you keep doing that, Chantel, and they, they will be they will be strong and powerful because you are you are the strong. that you are setting. Yes, ma'am. She she made me feel powerful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing weak about me, but I tell you that that gave me life. Yeah, that was a blessing. Thank that you. was a blessing. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I haven't done that yet. Like yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> So I hope you will stick around. You're going to get comfortable and stay with us for a little while? Yes. Definitely. I will be on here as long as I can. I'm going to have to head out in a minute, but definitely I will be on as long as I can. And even no still, problem. I'll be listening. Well, okay, he's well, going well, to uh, he's gonna go to a musical break. And we'll be yes. shortly. Okay, okay. absolutely. Thank you. No, thank you. You're welcome, Queen. All right, y'all. Um, Groove me for a minute. Where lies his refuge? 
Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Dark Desires. Our topic tonight is what about the children? So I see that we have automatic charismatic on the mic. Welcome. I hope you have your pillow with you tonight. Hello. How are you doing? I am good. And you? I'm doing wonderful. Oh, what's been up with you? Uh, I'm working on a website, uh, try to show some love in the uh, show community, uh, bringing, bringing us uh, together to let people know what is, which shows are out here and what kind of flavor each show has, to, uh, you know, to offer. That sounds and like a wonderful thing. It's all about togetherness. Mm, that sounds like a wonderful thing. I think, yeah, I, I'm glad, I would gladly... If you would, add me onto your, your website. 
Absolutely. Well, I'm well. going to tell you something about him. Dr. Desires, uh, Automatic Charismatic supports the poetic community in a way that all poets should. And this is, that's that's real love. That's not fake love. That's not, you know, what a lot of people say things but don't mean it. A lot of people say things and don't do it. But this man, honestly, when he says, you know, I'm going to support you or I'm going to share you or I'm going to put you on my website or I'm going to call into your show, you can count on him like the 1st and 15th. And I appreciate that more than anything, really. Uh, thank you. I, thank you. I, I appreciate the love. Thank you. I, you know, I got love for Sky. You know what I'm saying? Because it's real. It's not. It's just, it's just the kind of love, like you know, earlier when we were just on, on the other show, and Joy and the DJ um, was telling me how we could play our music smoothly, and I was like, I didn't just share that with King's Cadence because he's always saying that there's got to be a way that we can do it. It's got to be a way we can do it, and they they knew how to do it and shared it with us. That's love. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I have yeah. a question. Automatic charismatic. Um, I don't know. I'm new. I'm a, I'm, I'm ride that boat to the wheels until we sink. But anyway, I'm new to this, and so I want to get to know a lot of the new the artists. Now I know you're not new. I'm new, but tell me, how did you come up with your name? And give me a little bit of background about you. Oh, my name, Miss um, Automatic Automatic. I was uh, uh, when I first came out, I was Automatic Diesel, Big Daddy Cowboys Forever. And then when I got into the radio business, I became, that's when I became a sort of make charismatic. The way I do things, the way that I pursue things, the way I put everything together is like my branded name. And I come as a lyrical entity. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. That was a good question because I had no clue. I'm trying to get to know it. I want to see I want, as much as I want everyone to get to know who I am. I want to get to know them. That that is what I really really enjoy is getting to know people. So, automatic charismatic. Do you have a piece for us tonight? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and freestyle. Awesome. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let me step back and put my seatbelt on real quick. Hold on. <laughs> so uh, the mic is yours. Uh, I'm going to call it uh, when, when I Drive. When I Drive, what do I see? What do I see that's so shameful right into the streets? What do I see but mother's cries and they can't be their children at nighttime? When I Drive, when I Drive, what do I see? People on drugs and hooked on bad crackheads. Walking around like zombies, what do I see? And the hustlers trying to feed their family because they can't get no type of job, what do I see? What do I see? It's like, do we ever have a remedy? Jobs, building our applications, and having an education. Some people feel like they all want to stay in school. I may see a dropout. I wonder, will they ever stop? Some people drop out just to take care of their parents because their parents can't take care of themselves. What do I see when I drive? A woman pregnant and don't know who her father, the baby father is, cries like in a flood of tears. Her years are 
in their daily routine, so deep in the sadness she looks for her baby father. What do I see when I draw? But if we can only draw to stay alive, draw to survive and spread our knowledge worldwide, never be denied the principles that we gather into such. Never too much. Love is like a wonderful thing. You could be in the natural. You could be as real and know the feeling. You can know that there's hope for you. But you got to be willing to drive. You got to be willing to go into a continuation every time your foot's on the accelerator. When I drive, the next thing I see is somebody coming from nothing to something. And this automatic charismatic local engine, barping and drive. Wonderful. What do I see? Awesome, peace poet. Awesome. I mean, what do I see? That's, you know, that that's a lot. It's like, what do you see? If you just be in the moment and you walk in on your bus and your hustle to get up to work or whatever, you know, what do you see? You know, you see a lot of single moms. You see a lot of mothers. I see, see I work with a daycare, a low-income daycare, and I see a lot of single mothers. And, I, and I've got a few dads there, too, but I see a lot of single mothers. And, what I, you know, a lot of it I see is a lot of people, like, they snatching their children up, especially, you know, I want to say African-American mothers, because that's what I see most of them. They're snatching their children, just like, just, this they're angry. And I guess they're angry at everything, but the one vulnerable person that they can speak to, that like they would speak to no one else, or push around or snatch around, are these children. And I'm like, if I was to come up to you and snatch you and talk to you like you're talking to this child, that's what I see. So what I see is 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 right. That that's that's really deep. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. welcome. Um, you know, there was a video with a woman who was at a pool, and she kept smacking this child, and the child was uh, would not retaliate. Um, mm-hmm. we, the the one thing that I will say about videos is that we could get justice because this exposes the hate, um, and you know, uh, that people have. You know, just too much hate. You know, people, uh, people, when they're kids, they hate. Some of them become racist. Like a woman that was in the store, you know, uh, Hispanic was saying, excuse me. She said, go back to Mexico. I would think that, mm-hmm. you know, that's totally uncalled for. You want to, uh, you know, uh, since uh, 45 has been in office, wow. there's been a travesty. Of uh, misled, of misleading type of um, ways of life. It's it's a sad situation. It's funny is that things are now becoming more into the in the spotlight. You know, it's everything is it's like you can't hide it anymore. You can't 
push it under the rug. You can't act like you don't see it. It's everywhere you look. I mean, it's in the news. It's, it's outside. And it's, you know what I think is really wild is that instead of somebody, like we said before, instead of somebody saying something, instead of me saying something, okay, I feel like if I say something, then I'm going to get an altercation, and then I'm going to be taken away from my kids, or I'm going to lose my job because I, I'm representing this job just by chance I've had this shirt on that I, you know what I'm saying, to represent your job. And you got to go through all this. And you're thinking about yourself, but all the time, this child is still getting berated or getting snatched up. So um, anyone else have any comments about um, automatic charismatics? Well, as a freestylist, um, like I said, our styles are different, but I always love his content. I have never heard anyone use as many car references as he does. That's impressive. And the topic of the children um, that we're embracing tonight, I'd like to know how he feels about that and how it has affected him. All right. Are we talking about uh, children being objective or children being mistreated? Anyway, how do you feel about anything that has any topic of in regards to children, if they're being abused, if they've been spoken too harshly, um, like you were saying, uh, Dark Desires, about that, you know, that. I know what you mean about that snatching. And I've heard people cuss their children out to their face, like talking to them like they're, like they're grown men and women and their children. So anything right. like that, that that it has affected you deeply or that you've been exposed to recently about the children, anything about the children that has um, touched you in some way that you feel like we need to do a better job at as, as human beings because you don't have to be a parent to care about children. Right. Yeah, I really, I really think, first of all, I think that people need to uh, be, uh, when people are teaching children, they need to be examples. And they need to realize and watch all the activity that they do. They need they need to not uh, do certain things and need to be accountable for everything that they do so the child will learn how to conduct themselves. When the uh, the person who's raising these children and acting unaccordingly, these children don't have anybody to look at. I understand that. I get, I understand what you're saying. Like you know, but you know, my my thing is a lot of these are young mothers who have young mothers of their own that didn't really or didn't have wasn't taught to them how to be a, a, a good mom or a good dad. They're going by, I guess, by instinct. And a lot of times, I see that a lot of my angry situations or circumstances in their lives. A lot of times it be their partner or whatever, their job. And the children are innocent victims of it, of the, the backlash, the anger, you know. And it's like it's, it's when you want to break down the abuse or, you know, or just a good a child who's raising a good home, it's like certain situations. Money is one thing. Income is one thing. Education is another thing, you know. So it's like it's it's a big ball of wax that it has layers to it, you know. It's, and that's the thing is like, in order to help these children, we have to help the family as a unit, you know. And that's the thing. That's where we're dropping the ball, you know. We we looking at these children, but these children will grow up to be adults who are gonna wind up having children of their own. 
So it's it's like a it's like a cycle that we have to find some way to break. So um yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, yeah, press start nine. Yeah, I didn't do it. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, press start nine. And then one. Is this an animation? <laughs> I don't know. And if I push start nine, what happens? Then press one. Okay. Okay. Hello. We learn something that. new every day. I know. No, I, I don't know if we just we got teleported, I guess. No, I dropped it. Everybody can still hear me? Yeah. I can hear you. Okay. My bad. I don't know what happened, but I'll get it back. <laughs> okay. You okay. Know, when that happens, you press star nine, and then you press one. And what, what, okay, then what, what happens? So that's like on hold music? No, that's elevator music right there. No, okay, when I'm pressing star nine and then one, what am I doing? Like, what exactly? Am I muting? Am I, where am I going? You're getting rid of the elevator music. Yeah, because I oh, promise okay. that's what it sounds like when I call my doctor and the nurse puts me on hold while she schedules my appointment. Yeah, so okay, whoever, you know, I didn't whoever, know. Has the, whoever has the broadcasting is the one that can't, uh, has to be kept, the most careful. Whoever's doing the broadcast. No, what happened was is my computer froze. Which is good. Oh. There was no music playing when it happened. So good, y'all good. good. Keep doing what you're doing. Good stuff. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> no problem. No bad. What's up, going on? I was lost in the song. We all looking at our phones like, what happened? No. I know. We had an elevator. What happened? <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm like, am I on the I said, I know he didn't just start strumming a guitar in the middle of there. No, I'm thinking, well, you know, like, uh, is this a commercial or, you know, what just happened to us? <laughs> what was that? Okay. Thank you. I don't know what just happened. I hear somebody in the background, so I'm not sure if he's talking to us or. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like my teenage son had a shrug their shoulders when they talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no idea. That should be one of our words. Charismatic. We have a uh, we have a word. Um, Jada, do your word. Googleable. Anything you want to know is Googleable. <laughs> Mine is Google it. <laughs> That's one word. Google yes. it. Google it. Google it. That is one of the dictionary. I bet you. Oh, I love it. <laughs> we awesome. say these every week. These are our words. Google it. So what was the new word? What was it? Oh, Lord. I lost it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite show. I look forward to Fridays. Thank you very much. Because you just, I just want to be, you know, be yourself. Come with your, with your comfy uh, comfort uh, pillow and, and whatever else you want to come with, your drink or your smoke. Hey, I, I got my smoke. I got both. I, well, I can't do both. That's that's like going. That's like <laughs> to me. I'm balancing out the turn up with the turn down, so I don't get too high and I don't get too low. I'm even. I, 
alcohol. I don't know. Maybe I'm allergic. I heard somebody say they were allergic to alcohol. Oh, yeah. I, um, a lot of people are. And sometimes there's a lot of, um, depends on what you're drinking, but like soy or psyllium or sulfur in alcohol. So that's why a lot of people don't drink liquor because there there are allergies. Um, but, yeah, I'm a wine head. I'm, I'm like a wino. I'm not like Ned the wino drinking a bottle of wine out of a paper bag. But, mm-hmm. yeah, if they do like a wine and paint party, I'm there. If they have a book club and everybody brings a bottle of wine, count me in. Um, if they're doing a wine tasting and they're doing a wine pairing, like you want to taste different cheeses and drink wines, count me in. Wine and chocolate, okay. Wine and fruit, wine. yes. Okay, wine and anything, right? <laughs> yes. Wine and peanut butter if wine, and jelly sandwiches. If wine is in there. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I, I got, I'm going to send you a picture. I got a coffee mug on one end, and then you flip it, and it's a wine glass. And it uh, says before 5 p.m. and after 5 p.m. People who know I me know. Because I drink coffee <laughs> in the morning, wine at night. I drink Moscato. That's who I am. I drink Moscato as well. I like sweet wine. I see a lot of people like dry wine, and they catch me behind my ears all bitter and and, and sour. And I'm thinking, who thinks who drinks that? That's awful. Okay, we have any other winos in there? <laughs> right. <laughs> the medicine, he drinks Moscato, and I think I think that Moscato is delicious, especially when it's sparkling. I like the bubbly ones. I like um oh they have these flavored Moscatos. I was drinking these a lot in St. Louis. Um, it's pear and raspberry and peach and all. Oh, Isn't it like a pretty bottle? Yeah, it's a pretty bottle. I think we saw them at Walmart. I yeah. mean, I hate it. That's why I it's saw hard them. To, it's hard to find at Walmart um, here, but I've seen it at Walmart in other states. But, when, you know, people who drink wine, they know where to get the good wine at. So, um, oh, no. I haven't found a wine that I like yet. I mean, like, certain wines make my body ache. That's why yeah, I don't, yeah, or any kind of, like, alcohol too. makes me, like, malt liquor. Oh, that's just, I just, I don't, mm-mm. I know one person, I could hold a glass. It'd be liquor on the bottom and water on top. Yeah, like, I don't like, I don't like clear liquor. It makes me act a fool. I probably end up in jail. Like, if I drank gin or if I drank vodka, I'd end up, I would eat two of one or two things. I'm going to end up on a police blotter in an orange (laughs) jumpsuit. Yeah. Taking a terrible picture without a smile on my face. Or world star. <laughs> you know, I, I had some vodka. Doing something crazy. And I fell right on the floor. Mm. I fell on the floor right from my friends. Nope. Okay, my question to y'all is, and I know we are way off the top of this. Put your seatbelt on. That's what we do. Um, yes. It's, you know, my my question is, like, why do people get drink so much that they get drunk. What is the pleasure I don't know. of being drunk? I have no idea. I, I don't like to be, I feel like drunk is out of control. So to be drunk to me is I've lost control of me, so I don't ever drink to get drunk. I, I like to be no, what I, I call warm and fuzzy. I, I like to ask that question. Okay. okay. And this is for I was very mature. When you get drunk, you don't have a level of consciousness. Oh, you know what I mean? okay. So when you get drunk, there's nothing that's going to really, like, say, hey, you shouldn't do this. When you're drunk, it's like, okay, once you make your mind up, you're going to do whatever the hell you're mm-hmm. going to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like like your conscience would say, don't do that. And your conscience is, uh, is more powerful. But when you drink your conscience away, 
like I've done it. Like I've done some naughty things in my life. I ain't gonna say. It. I ain't, well, ain't gonna put on the. I, I'm not. Yeah, hey, I went to the altar and I left there at the altar. Right, right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I you see, I'm I'm more mature now, like way more mature. So you, so this is what I'm trying to understand. It's like you're drinking. You got your fourth drink at the fourth drink, and what makes you decide? Okay, well, you just already decided in your mind that you're just gonna get fucked up, and all your conversations. Oh yeah, you know. Well, I'm on to. There was a woman I was trying to get with, but um, I felt like she was uh, attractive. So I, I just knew if I got Oh, he needs beer goggles. Yeah. Well, you get the right amount of yeah. liquor and you're everybody fine. Right I got you. Right amount she fine as I don't know what. If I get drunk enough, she going to look. I can take the Janitex around her face. I I'd be so damn drunk as she now. You know what? I'm as she now. <laughs> yeah, when somebody ain't attractive, are you drinking up? Oh, hey, hey, this she, a woman might drink hey, and think she having sex with Denzel Washington. She, he, he just brought she now and everything. Oh, my God. You know, I think that's one thing for me. I don't think, I don't like not you being in control of myself. Dr. Dye and Sky Vision. y'all. Okay. Yeah, we're having so many issues, but that's all right. We're going to be all right. Mr. DJ. We're just going to ride it out. Nah, I was back. That's the best way I could do it. You know, as far as the kids, you know, I think that growing up as kids, I think the culture of being a kid has changed. I remember, um, you know, kids don't, kids are more in this uh, modernized society of uh, all the social media or uh, um, these video games. Um, yeah. Kids don't, kids don't play high go seek, don't right. play a little Sally Walker walking down the street. Hey, hey, she did not know what to do, so she jumped in front of me. Y'all know that game? <laughs>
Oh, yeah, the girl with the leg braces because she had polio at birth. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be in that group. I was in Come a, on, I was in a different group. I was Did y'all play uh, Mr. Fox, Mr. Fox, what time is it? Yeah. Mother Mayor. was one of my favorites, too. But like I'm saying, if it was a game that involved any yeah. kind of uh, equipment, if there was a ball or a bat or <laughs> dodge a ball. jump rope. Yeah. Oh, I hate oh dodgeball. Dodge yeah, they wanted me because they going to hit me with the ball and I'm out immediately. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> She's a point given. Yeah. I was like, see, I, I up with, um, I'm raised with three brothers. I'm the oldest three brothers, right? Mm-hmm. So I was a tomboy for a little bit until puberty hit and I started developing breasts. And oh. then they just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. And that's when boys started to notice me. So football wasn't the same. They wanted to talk or huddle you and be humping in you in the huddle. And yeah. my, little, my, little, my little tomboyish moment. I'll never forget, you know, as growing up, and I don't know what boys know, but when women develop breasts, they these little knots in your chest, and they're so very sensitive. So I'm out there playing football. I mean, I'm, I'm rugged. I'm, I'm out there. I'm tackling. I'm having a good time. And this boy accidentally kneed me in my knot. Mm. Baby girl. Oh, oh, when I say all oh, the tomboy died. That time, right there, that was it. Okay, you can't, you know, I, mm. and then I became, like, real, I developed really, really, really soon. So, in, like, junior high school, I had double Ds in junior high school, okay? So, I, quickly, people seeing me as a child, that that was, like, no, non-existent. That lasted, like, I guess from 10, 10 to 12. Mm-hmm. So. You know, well, I, mean, I, I didn't you know, play I, too much. I want, I feel, I wanted, I wanted a go kart. I wanted stuff like that. My mom wanted to give me Barbie dolls. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that mess. I but, like Barbie. But I did. I couldn't run. I didn't run because I had to learn how to hold my chest now. So that was one. So I didn't oh, do too yeah. much. I couldn't do jumping jacks because of mine. It was about, look, charismatic. Y'all think oh my goodness! Oh, I mean, I, this information that's being said on the radio, I'm like, I, yeah. well, like, I got introduction, know, so I'm good. These boobies, hey, I'm, I'm laid back. What y'all talking about? All what y'all talking about? I'm laid back. Yeah, I'm so, what what I'm thinking these children are missing is imagination. We oh, had yeah. to make up our game. We made up. We we made up cheers. We we you know what I'm saying? The little truly tweet us. Each year, each generation changes a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, we had a little, a little, little, okay, y'all had the little freaky um, little cheer. The girls did. They, they couldn't nobody hear. You had to do it when your mom wasn't looking. So ours was, now, this is for the world to hear. This is so funny. I am so impressed right now just to say this out loud because as a kid, you put to say it in shadow. <laughs> it was, red is my color. Don't you mess with my lover. I'm a D. And a C. I'm a DC sucker and a hip motherfucker. Don't take no shit from you, your crew, or your welfare mother to fuck you. Now, that was a cheer. That was a cheer. Damn. Okay. Everybody well, sat. damn. Everybody like, had Whoa. one. Oh, you had, you, you, you like that. was the DC chair? That was the yes. Boston. I like that. That was the sneaky one. That was the sneaky one. You know what? I'm, like, well, I'm, I'm so proud to be uh, a native born from Washington, D.C. I'm so proud. This is a proud moment right here. <laughs> born in Washington, D.C. Proud moment. 
That, tell me you never heard the girl say that because, you know, when we did it, you had to make sure you're in a little huddle. And the one who had to do, who was doing the cheer had to be the one who had to give all their little oomph, like you roll your neck and you stomp your foot real loud like you actually telling somebody off. So, yeah, so if y'all didn't hear it, you heard it here. You know, anybody. <laughs> when, I was, when I was in D.C., uh, my grandmother was in, um, South, you know, South Dakota Avenue. It? Right. right before, yeah, uh, uh, right before you get to Rhode Island. Yeah, and uh, um, I used to live. We used to go to uh, Woodbridge, and my sister was in the um, band. And I remember she'd say, "We ain't going nowhere, nowhere. We ain't going nowhere, nowhere. We ain't going nowhere, nowhere." She was in the band, and I, was, right. I used to watch my uh, bigger, my older sister. We used to walk home. Uh, my, you know, um, when she was in the, um, some type of marching, you know. I used to get mad because my sister used to be able to get on the big, uh, uh, the big recess. I was on, the, even though a small recess had everything on it, I still wanted to be with the big kids. Right. Oh yeah. Everybody want to hang with the big kids. Nobody want to be with the children their age. And the bigger kids. Now, are I, wanted to, I wanted to be with the. I was uh, uh, one of the little kids. I tried to sneak up. I tried. I tried. I remember. I used to be bad as hell when I was just kidding sometimes. You know, when I was uh, at King um, Elementary School in Detroit, the uh, doors were closed, right? And uh, we would try banging the doors, and we try to run. Bad I, I ain't never get caught, though. You know what I mean? I ain't get caught. Mm-hmm. I ain't never get caught. I, I just think that I probably could have got caught. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, look, we got more room for more people to come through. I hope they pack their pillows. Got your socks on, nice and comfortable. Got your wine. Got your bud, whatever whatever floats your boat. So we have North Cali with a hand up or his hand up. Next caller, North who Cali. we have? Hello? North Cali? Hello? Hello? Hi, this is Anthony Hi. Arnold. Hi, Anthony. Thanks for calling in. This is Dr. Zayas' show. Dr. Zayas? Yes, welcome, welcome. You got your pillow? Oh, of course. Yes. All right, man. He knows the routine he came through last week. All right. Mm-hmm. Free your mind. You know the last part. You got something for us tonight? Always. What about the children? And we're deeply concerned about the status of the children in America today. Not just the kids who have been separated from their children, but the violence, the abuse, and the neglect. So if you have anything on topic, we'd love for you to share it. Yeah, please. Mike well, George. I, I um, wrote a piece um, last week about the kids um, that had been put into the um, detention area. It's a piece called The Little Ones. Wow. So uh, if you are ready. We're ready when you are. Mike is yours. They come with their parents hoping to find a new life. But what they find is horror beyond horror. Torn from the only safety they knew, the little ones. 
stripped from safety, caged like an animal, crying for a parent that can't come, surrounded by people that don't care. They only wanted a better life, but they found something else that people could care less. No fucks would be given. Cages are for animals, not little children. It doesn't matter who you are, what ideology you have. If you can justify a child in a cage, you have no heart at all. And that's that piece. Oh, man. Your piece is, it kind to me, I said similar stuff in my piece, and it's like, they show some some pictures of the children. And then let's go back. If you, now, I told you I work with children. If you have to cage a child or put a child in a cage, that means there is there there is no one watching. There's no no staff to care for them, nobody to to, to in, not entertain them, but just to keep their attention for a while. But to put them in a cage, like 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 you said, like an animal. Would they do their own children that way, or do they not see them as a, a human, or they just see them as uh, retainees, like some puppies or something? I am so disturbed just by just this nation, just disturbed that, that we would do something like that. And then it's like, who's head going to roll? Who's going to be held accountable for this? Nobody. That's crazy. Nobody will be held accountable because it is the ends to a means. Absolutely. A means to an end, rather. So nobody will be held accountable, especially not in this administration. No, no. Uh, and what you were talking about, how some of them um, view their own children, you got to think. A lot of them don't interact with their own children. They have nannies for that. Mm-hmm. They, see them, they see them maybe right. twice a day. In the morning when they get up, if then, and in the evenings just before they go to bed. You're so they, right. ask maybe, they ask maybe a couple of questions, and they go to whatever they go to do. The nanny takes the kids and put them to bed, and that's it. There is no interaction. Wow, you're so very right. I worked at a, a government daycare where the nannies came to pick the children up more than the parent did. The only time the parent would show up if there was some kind of issue with their child possibly getting tossed out. And we're talking about lawyers and all kinds of stuff. Just a, if a child is a biter or a chronic biter or other <clears> children <throat> not safe around them, here they come with attorneys. Any other time, you the Susie or whoever they uh, pay or or pair or or come get them. And it's always a new one. So I feel for these children. It's like who do they get used to? But um, we have Pennsylvania. With a hand up. Hello, Pennsylvania? Hello? 
Come join the summer party. Pennsylvania caller may be Winter Solstice, and if that is in fact her, she's calling in as a courtesy to me to listen only this week, and oh. she may be chiming in next week. We're going to say fingers crossed on that one, Ma. So if she is not going to spit a piece, we're going to move on to our next caller. Okay, what about Florida? Florida. <laughs> oh, don't be laughing. You know who it is. This is Lady of Love from the Poets. going down south and get oh, some love from the Lord Shaw. Yes, indeed. Welcome. Yes, indeed. Welcome to Dove Desires. I know your voice. Yep. <laughs> That's a love like no other. Yes. Yeah, so tonight's topic on Dark Desires is what about the children? You know, she's an educator as well, so I'm sure she has something. Yeah, that- she told me. Mm hmm. Well, uh, you you can't really expect too much better from um, a uh, a cabinet that ha- was voted in under the under the liberty of white supremacy. Mm. Uh, now, understand speak on it. Speak on it. The, the children that we we're talking about, they are. Our brown sisters and brothers, they're they're not white. I don't care what somebody may think, they're not white. And because they're not white, this is how they're being treated. Let me just di- divert just for a minute. That this okay. heathen boy down there in Maryland that then went up in the in the, the Gazette building, the the news building, and that wow. shot up everybody, five people from what I know, five yeah. people dead, and scores of people hurt and so forth and so on. And when they ran up on him to arrest him, they took a human being, a live human being. They did right. not pick up a dead carcass, you understand? So mm. right tells you something that there is a double standard for them they get the creme of the creme treatment and for us anything goes and putting those babies in a kennel like their dogs I, I could just imagine how the food was tossed to them. the food oh, was already already pre-prepared probably in little sacks brown paper sacks and stuff um, you know, uh, the the barest of of of, oh of 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 food and food utensils, eating utensils um, that could be uh, provided, that would be provided just to to remain in some type of sight human. They did not care for one second that they were taking human beings and putting them away like animals. And really, they had no business putting no dog on animal in no cage. You should have left his ass over there in the woods where he was instead of bringing him. I mean, they, they just everything that they do is wrong, don't you see? And it's all because that white supremacy thinks that he is top-notch. He's a scavenger born in the hills and caves of Europe, he has nothing for himself. By us cavorting with him and, and dealing with him, we lost our birthright. All right? Just like Isaac and Jacob, J- Jacob he, we lost our birthright. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You, you understand? 
um, I, it, it, unbelievable. And we continue, we continue to hold this lousy sucker up. You know, we continue to, 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 we're not talking enough about who we are. None of that. We're not saying anything. That's how come it was so easy for this jerko to, to round up these babies and put them in, in kennels like that. Now, last year, I believe it was last year. I'm not definite, definitely sure, but I know it's within the last two years. Let's put it that way so that I'll be telling the truth. My cousin called me from Georgia and was videotaping these uh, Mexican people being rounded up and headed for um, um, drop pickup points all all along the roadway, a specific uh-huh. roadway she was on. She drives a truck, so her Panavision was wide, and she took this big old picture, and you could see these vans these babies were getting into, and oh, you, could, man. you could see them hurrying to 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 get up in there, you know. And you, you we don't know what that's all about. You know what I'm saying? Nothing was ever said about it. It was hushed and nothing was ever said. And now this year they're being rounded up and uh, put put into caves, uh, kennels, cages, as, as if they had done something illegal and against the law. So what's the illegal part? Did what, Being human, being born into the world, was that, did, did they commit some type of crime? Coming into this world, no, the crime was wanting to be okay with with these with these people, these so called good white people. That was the not, crime. Not good white people. And then the uh, what's it, the secretary, press secretary? Oh, they get you know, I, I can't. I'm, let me get the line. But she's on um, Trump's cabinet. Oh, mm-hmm. they get ed- education, food. Uh, <laughs> Just like basically the saying, they're getting the basic treatment. But from the pictures that we see, it looks like a, just a room, a room full of tents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A room full of tents. So I'm trying to on. So if you basic, basic, sweetheart, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I, I, uh, this, this was my my first year with um, Kenda. Pre-K, pre-K. Mm-hmm. And so they're little children. I, I look at them. You know, uh, if you know anything about um, human development, it, your big head is always big, you know, until your body catches up with this big no. old You know, when you're a young baby, your head swings back and forth because it's the biggest thing on your body, you know. And, and, and my children, I'm not a big person, so... They they look giant to me, but when I walk when I walk into the cafeteria and I look at them, I said, you know, these ain't nothing but little babies. These, if I leave them in the cafeteria, they can't even open their container of milk. Do you hear me? Right. I work with um I work with one one and two year old twenty four twenty two twelve twenty four to twenty girl. Let me get together one to two year olds. And I know about the stages in development, and yes, to see them little children that I know that I work with the same age as the little boy I saw the picture of, uh-huh. he, he couldn't help himself. Okay. Who's changing them? Who's making sure they're clean? Who's making sure they're fed? Regardless of what their nationality may be, they're babies regardless, and they're helpless. They feel so they're sitting there on a top. The picture of the little boy 
on a tarp. Yes. Oh, God. And he's just sitting there. And I'm thinking, my God, really? Really? I don't know if he had a, I don't, I don't recall if he had a T-shirt on, but I know he had a, like either little drawers on or a little a diaper or something. Yeah, yeah, but he was yeah. just sitting there. Course, and I is. know that is not natural. Now, we know, Liz, that children do not just sit there. Right. That's not natural. Right. They move. That's that's just nature. They move. They move. And the force a child to sit still, that takes a lot of force. I mean, yes, you, that's just like that's not that's not in their nature. But they had that little boy sit there with this top over his head, just sitting there looking at this camera, mm. and he just looks so sad, mm. so helpless, mm. so defenseless. Mm. And I'm thinking that could be my baby that's because right. I'm nowhere near white. Let's back Come up. In. Let's back up. Let's back up a few decades. Guess what? That could have been one of us. You feel me? Right. That's why I'm so particular with my babies. I call them my babies, and them the, and we have lunch sometimes with the third grade and the fourth grade and whatnot. And them kids in the third and the fourth grade child, they bigger than I am. You understand me? And some of them out really. me. You feel me? But when they see Miss Shaw coming. They they part the wave, okay? They give me a hole and let me come through with my babies. You know what I'm saying? I I I demand that respect for them because they cannot fend for themselves. They if they if if you push them or something, that the only thing they're gonna run and do is come get me and tell me what happened. And I gotta fend for them. So what I do, I set it up before it gets started. And I tell them, don't push my children. You take your behind and go sit it down until my babies are fed, and then you go to to the lunch line, form the line for yourself. You know, I, I I'm trying to teach them now how to get because see they they may not be with well they won't be with me next year unless they put me in kindergarten. Uh, so the, uh, I'm trying to teach them. I tried to teach them this term how to get their food and you know as soon as the lunchroom teacher tells you what's yours you may you pay attention you get your juice and you get your fruit and make sure you get your spork so that you can eat and you have your straw and I showed them how when you know because I give them bags of water that they they too trifling to even give them a bottle of water a bag of freaking water and so we have I didn't see I didn't see any food by them I didn't see any toys by them Mm. He just he's just sitting there. Nothing. And the sad part, because I, I make my kids, we got two rugs in the room. We got t- tile underneath the rugs, and they'll just plunk down anywhere. And, the, you know, the little girls, you remember your mama used to tell you about not sitting on the cement stoop and all that kind of stuff because you have crap <laughs> in or so, right. you know, I make sure that I move my little girls. I mean, you know, they some of them thicker than I am, but I make sure I move them and put them in safety's way, you know. And But the, the United States of America um, uh, head by um, uh, tr- tr- Dump the Trump, uh, he could care less because they're not his, and they're nothing but Mexicans. They're, 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 and I heard him say, that you can believe that what's coming over here is nothing good. That's disgraceful. Some of those oh, people. Stop. Some of those what, is his, what is his heart? What is his? What is his heart on? For he, because because he has been raised to believe if you're white, you're superior. I don't know how that can be. 
from a black person, from a, even from a Mexican, you can get you can make two Mexicans can make somebody as dark as I am. You know what? Well, I believe it. I believe it. Two black people can make an albino. Can't no white people make no 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 black man? Not can it, it? So you got you have to be inferior if you don't have that quality in you. Why? What makes you think that you're you're superior? Your little place. We're the only race. We are the only race that have the ability to make people with every eye color, every hair color, and every skin tone. Every single group of people, including Asians, mm-hmm. come from the black man. Yeah, honey. Black it's not black like man. I made it up. It's real. I mean, it's real. Honestly. So I, I, don't know, I don't know where he got that they're superior to us from, but um, oh, that, no. and I'm not. Yeah. Asking, and it's not yeah. that people are an abnormality. It's just that they don't have the same genes or the same makeup as blacks. No, they don't. Well, they don't have the same ability. Their, their their gene pool will not allow them to create the same things that we do. Because they're scavengers. They're, 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 they're not, not. And the reason that a lot of blacks are being kidnapped and gone missing is because um, not just the pigment of our skin, but the quality melanin. of our organs. And so, the melanin in our in our organs, our body parts. They gonna have to get. He gonna have to. Maybe if he read a book and. <laughs> I tell you this, y'all, y'all make sure y'all go get tattooed because I sure did. I I got three of them on me because if they're tattooed, your body parts can't be um, taken. And but yeah, well, I got you. You, you can't have to beat. I have I have twenty three, but I don't have any yet. So you, you ain't getting none from me, okay? When I found that out, I didn't, I didn't know that before. But when I found that out, I was like, well, I don't think I have any harvestable organs, you know, because I have a lot of diseases, like my mother said, that they probably gave to you due to the things that you were eating that were injected with things that were not good for us because when you live at a certain price point, you can only afford to eat certain things. And that's exactly. how they get us, coming yes. and going. Exactly. So, you know, it, it, it all seems to be what people think is a lot of conspiracy. There's a lot of truth to it. So it, I don't believe it. it, it that's what I hear. Don't you, don't you dare. Don't you dare dim your knowledge. Don't cut your knowledge. No, what I say is this. Here's something that if it, if it rings true to me or if it touches my spirit, I research it. So it's not like, you know, when it, about the tattooing. When you said that, that's yeah. when I realized that. That is not a misnomer. If you have even one, you, you ever notice how many professional athletes are tattooed? Exactly, because they, they want their organs. Because they, they are superheroes. Some, all these, these kids. are amazing. All yeah, of these, they want their organs. Young people, all of these young people. I when I I'm a chaplain, and I did a a, a stint of duty uh, for a year in in the hospital. When I was being deployed out of the hospital, um, not deployed. When I when I was being, um, oh God, what what do you call it? Like I was being uh, debriefed. That's what okay. it was. I, Absolutely. I was, yeah, I, going out of the hospital because I, you know, I was with everything: AIDS, jail, m- m- murder, sh- mm-hmm. shootings, you name it. I mean, but it didn't affect me like that because I had prison ministry when I was in New York, so it didn't affect me like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But 
my ears and antennas went straight up to the ceiling when they said, if you got tattoos, you cannot be an organ donor. I said, bingo. And I, I, and I, I got me a big old butterfly on my back, you know, on my shoulders, not on my back, it's on my shoulder. I got my, my, uh, my sign, Scorpio, Scorpio, you know, in archaic stuff all back there. And then I, I you know, Bubby is, uh, the, the Hebrew name for grandma. And I got that on my hip. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, man. I, I'm like, mm-hmm. 64,000 of us black women are missing today. They don't know where they are. Okay? They have been harvested. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We'll have to do a show on that next. Right. Miss Lois, uh, Lady of Love, did you have a piece for us about the children? Because uh, you know I'm dying of anticipation. Well, no, I didn't have anything about the children. I didn't have anything. But I do have, wait a minute, y'all can just give me a second, because I've been running all dang on day long, and I just came in, and I had to cook. No, ma'am, we we had to each one teach one with that moment because, like, last week it wasn't on topic, but I was sharing about uh, cremation versus being buried because I learned that there was a big market, especially in the African-American community, with bait and switch, where what you pay for is not what you're buried in. And a Uh lot of people don't know this because the likelihood of you being exhumed, your body being brought back up out of the ground once you've been buried, uh, is slim to none. Uh, yes. unless, unless there was a crime and, and at autopsy something was not found and they needed to pull you back up for a to reopen a, a trial, a case, for someone to be either exonerated or prosecuted. That's right. like what, one in three million. Do you understand what I'm saying, what the odds of that are? Grave uh, diggers, that used to be a big thing, but not anymore. So as a result, people are being buried in pine boxes when they have spent up to seventy and $80,000 on a cat. Yeah. So I've been telling everybody I know, get cremated. Get cremated, baby. <laughs> you know, because you don't know what I know. And I'm, I'm sorry, you know, for anybody who works at a funeral home and feels like I'm pouring salt on a money-making machine, but, you know, my people out here being robbed, hoodwinked and bamboozled after life. And that's robbery. And that's- and that's wrong, because it's hard enough to just keep up your payments on your life insurance policy, and it's barely going to cover the funeral expenses, and it's, you're not going to get the check before you put your loved one in the ground. So you're going to have to write a check, you know, scoop out a kidney, and remortgage <laughs> your house, bury your loved one, and then wait for that check, and then it's already been spent. So I didn't know that's how it worked. I really didn't. Free I've pay. never had to free plan a funeral. Not even with my father dying. I know his wife handled that. I, I have no idea how he even began to do a funeral, but I know one thing, crispy me. I don't I want my family to enjoy the money, go somewhere, enjoy life. Don't yeah. put me in a box that nobody I'm really I won't know. You got huh? it. Yes. Yeah. Hold up, it's 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 coming up because I had to go in front of my, my All right. Lady of Love has found her peace. Ladies and gentlemen, we have fifty 50- 25 minutes left of our regular show before we enter overtime. Uh, Dr. Diane, I want to thank anyone and everyone who has listened, who has shared a piece, uh, who has any opinions, thoughts, ideas, or suggestions as to what we can do about the children. 
Yeah. Oh, ready. Okay, okay. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. All right, so forgive me. This piece is called Look at the Children. All right. Mm. Look at the Children. My, <clears throat> My soul cried out, Look at the Children. My nurturing human arm reached out to cradle empty life. I pulled them close to my bosom and found the inner content empty. From the noisome center came the distinguished scent of rotten mentality and inherited decay. Our children suffer from a lack of pertinent knowledge, knowledge that will force to them till they seat at wisdom's table for self. I saw a great and hideous divide where parent was detached soon after the age of the embemical. What dark mass could have penetrated the holiness of parent and child, parents and children? I shuddered in my space, for my nurturing arm was full of these children, for they stood in the wilderness. None could be tried. We talked so quickly of want for a speedy return of Yeshua, Hamashiach. It would be a merciless shame for him to return and human life is in the condition that it is in today. Our inheritance, the children, our gifts, your seed are void of the spiritual things of God. If they knew abundantly more of Alpha Father, decidedly so, they would in turn perform better. We have raised hoodlums and murderers. Our Girl children have taken on the character of women of the night with zero regard for respecting themselves. I speak because the multitude enlarges itself hourly. My heart is heavy. The undertaker has become rich laying away our seeds in the cold earth. Our seeds are selling themselves to the bitter with the dollar, any dollar. Who steals them blind of their creative spirit? Look at the children standing in the wilderness. None can be tried. I heard the voice of one wise from the foundational lay as John crying in the wilderness, calling the tribes to look deeply at our babies. I heard him say, where is your prayer life? You who once focused in praying on the divine and his principles have turned your back on the rudiments that are essential to the true sustaining life. He went on to prophesy that you earth fathers will be found wanting in the balance for your way of error. He charged you have forgotten the precepts of your spiritual communion and sold the principles for the friendship of your seed, denying the absolute power of godly parenting. I heard the prophet weep and tears fell like rain this time for the abandoned seed for the nurturing hand of the mother who adored sisterhood with her daughter rather than posturing a motherly light of counsel that would encourage her gift to stand stately in young queenship laden with a worthy inheritance for her children and her children's children. Now I submit to you again. You are ready for Yeshua to come? The bride is not ready. Her inner garments are fifth filthy and her mind is full of unrighteous pollution. She has not oil for her vessel, the Holy Spirit, nor new wine for the marriage table. Why then do you call for him to come and you sit in unpreparedness, repeating the words of brain-dead souls, looking at the children standing in the wilderness? None can be tried. That ends that piece. When I say she dropped a mic, you dropped the damn mic. That was tight. 
I enjoyed that. Don't you just love her? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was worth the wait. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, we 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 that regime that's in our house, our White House, right. that re, that regime is polluted, you know, and the sins of himself will definitely fall to his children and his children's children if somebody doesn't pull tight and stop the madness that has <laughs> come down from his father and probably his father's father, <laughs> and they do come from Europe. They're scavengers, and this is the mentality and stuff. Our our black children, um, what is that uh, women's liberation crap? Listen, black women have always been liberated, you know. We didn't need to fall um, prone to any of that uh, women's liberation. That was that white woman trying to get away from that white man who wouldn't let her do anything and especially wouldn't let her get a hold of that black dick. That was that was her main <laughs> objective. That, that was her main that was her main objective, you see, because that thing, that old stinky dog-smelling white man couldn't do nothing, you know what I mean? And so mm. she, 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 she sees that we're pleased and we, we hang on to that brother. And so that's what she was after, and that, that's what she was trying to break away from so she could go and mainline like a junkie that black dick, you know. That's what that was all about, you know, and we got to call in our dick. We got to, you know, we got to get them, you know, on the, unless y'all going over there to get some money, shoot, but it seemed like y'all going over there having a good time. You need to bring your ass back over here and help the community. <clears throat> no, there's no words. I don't know. That's not my president. That's all I got to say. No, I sure didn't. I didn't vote for that uh, coon. I don't know what I don't, these white people were looking at me when I was going to the to the poll. You know, I'm trying to be intimidating, man. They dared not say anything to me about voting for some damn Trump. They knew not, man. They moved out my way. They just got because I was looking, boy. I was man. I want to knock one of you down. You know what I'm saying? But man. you know, it wasn't. I wouldn't put. I think ignorance is the one that's supporting Trump. Because I wouldn't put all white, I wouldn't put just say white people because I, when Trump was in office, I, I, my, my, all my students were white. Every last one of them had maybe in the whole center, maybe three black students. And when he, when Trump won, these people were devastated. Yeah, well, I could have possibly voted for him because as far as I could see, were nobody happy. I mean, maybe yeah. a couple of rednecks, but outside of that, regular people who go to work every day, regular people who care about America, regular people who have any friend of another race just couldn't understand what took place. Like, how was that possible? The, I'm going to tell you what he did down here. He fooled the Cubans, and he fooled the Haitian people down here, and they I voted for him. I, I don't, I, because they don't speak English well. So they really, you know, we anything that we may have told them, they wouldn't have believed it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because they, you know, they they he's rich that. in their minds. He's successful because he's rich. Exactly. In the American dream. See, a lot of people don't understand that immigrants look at success. Success. It's the land means, of milk and honey. They try right. to get money. So right. they look to him like, ah, you know, yes. he's the American dream in their eyes. Yes, and that's what that don't they include. Came. Them, that's what they felt to realize. The dreaming don't include them. 
No. Them to go back to where they came from. Exactly. That uh, the there was a Cuban man that came that came to my house to do some work, and uh, he that's what he told me that he voted for 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 Trump so that his son would be able to get a job. So I I looked at him. I said, Well, do we have a job? He had to tell the truth. No. No. He don't have no job. You know, and he and he, and 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 he fooled he fooled those poor people from Haiti that came and told him that um they they weren't going to get deported and soon soon as there was any talk of deportation weren't they first on the bill? Right. Ain't that what I'm saying? Wow. But see, we can't tell them nothing because they don't speak English well enough to understand what we're no, I saying. Think, I think they don't get it. It's the so, body, you know, to we're poor, we're not rich, you know what I'm saying? So, we're you know, who, who, who are you? You don't know nothing. You ain't rich. Like you ain't white. Uh-huh, I'm it's not white. Right. If I tell you, if I tell you, look, I can make a bomb out of whatever's in your cabinet. You wouldn't mm. believe me. Mm. But this white guy come up and tell you, you know, I can make a bomb out of what's in your cabinet. You dumbfounded. <gasps> really? They're going to believe that. You believe him wholeheartedly. So he tells them that I'm going to do this for you. And because white is right, mm-hmm. you believe believe him wholeheartedly. Now, mm-hmm. Obama's telling you, oh, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Blah, blah, blah. This is really what's going to happen. He has to prove himself three times over. When right. Trump was trying to say the same shit, Black was wrong, outright ignorant, and they fall for a hit line and sinker because he's white and white is right. They don't question anything. Oh. That's because a, some white that's, person come and told me, and, I, and the thing is, it's almost ingrained in you. Like, yeah, I, got who, I got who went that way. Like, that's he true. Told me you have to do your, your health screen form, right? Uh-huh. And you have to get your CBD. So I go into the, the, the clinic, and in sachets, this white lady with this coat on, and she comes in less than 10 seconds to say, I suggest you to get the blood test. Now, I didn't question it because she was white and she was a doctor. I believed her wholeheartedly. Now, knowing that now you know if you don't work, you don't really get paid. You get, you get your PTO, your, your, your leave, but that only goes with so far. And then you got to worry about coverage and all this stuff, working in, in child care. That's just, you just got to do all this stuff to get off. And I'm like, are you serious? So I'm thinking, all right, I go down to the lab. She said, I asked her. I said, well, do you, is it going to be two days? She said, yes, two days. So something told me to go down to the lab and ask them how long it's going to be. Now, believe right. me, I believe this white woman wholeheartedly because she was white. And, I, and, I, and I'm going to tell you that, and that's the bonus truth. I believed it, and maybe it was ingrained, but I believed it because she said I didn't question shit. Right. I just believed it. I got there, Nick, you know I was out of work for a whole fucking week. The Whoa. blood test takes three to five business days. I uh-huh. took the damn test on a Wednesday. So now, you didn't get, you didn't get hello? Paid. Hello? Paid. You didn't get paid. So I got hoodwinked just like they did. Just, just mm-hmm. that simple. It's wow. just that simple. Wow. It's a mentality that we have to shake, honestly. Yeah, we have to get, we have to get, we have to question everything. Everything and everybody. Everything and everybody. Everything. But that's just, that's my, that's my school of thought. But, you know, everybody's not built like that. But so, Dana, so you, that, that brings us to our words. 
What's the word? Go ahead, Jen, hit it. Clear your mind. No, what? no. What's Googleable? I forgot Google. where we at. <laughs> Everything is Googleable. Everything it's is Googleable. Then Google it. There's nothing you should not know. You can Google anything. Everything. Google it. Yes. So, I'd be checking my profile on Google. Yeah, you have to. See what they out there lying about you. Don't be out there lying on me on Google. Oh, my God. We have enjoyed. You are always a blessing. We have a few callers with their hands up, and we won't. Don't want to leave you before the time runs out on tonight's show. Sure. Okay, we have Pennsylvania got the hand up. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much, as always. Wow. I hope y'all don't hear that, but I have new neighbors now, and uh, I'm not accustomed to this, people living above me. So, yeah, I feel like they're stepping on my head. I don't know. And how do you nicely tell somebody, look, y'all, y'all do it too much. So if I, y'all see me making some noises, that's what's going on right now. Um, so I'm thank you, Liz, for pops for stopping through, and I'm, I'm get comfortable. I hope you didn't hang up. Stick with us Hello. for a little while. We um we have Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm Hello. muted. Hello, yes, this is DJ Philly Joy. I'm calling in. Hello. Um, Gina Storm. I heard you. Hear you guys talking. I've been on for like the, maybe the last twenty minutes to an hour. Maybe, but I had to listen the whole time. But the half last half an hour, I heard about the immigration stuff. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Um, you know, it's a very sad situation. That even though we like we're the like this country, you think about it, we have um, affected so many countries across the nation, and they don't understand still that they're still the worst terrorists of the whole world, like okay. America here, we call called America, but they keep their own people down still, especially the people that are of color. It's so sad, you know. You think about all the things they've done to people that's already here and all the things that they've um, taken away from the people that's here. When we've had our own, our our own uh, place that we, you know, our own businesses, and they destroyed the businesses and things like right. that. So, and then as you continue to get up ahead, you got to work like ten times as hard as the next person to make to make that 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 dent, you know. And I just think that you know we probably would have been better off. And I say it like this: don't people take take it the wrong way, please. If we weren't uh, integrated and we stay segregated, we would have been probably more loving to one another. And stop trying to fit in to the mainstream culture and community was greater than society. Absolutely, that's just how I feel about it. But I mean, I had to, I had to uh, assimilate <laughs> because that was that was what was given to me, you know, when I I inherited that. So I fell into that same trap. But I'm trying to get back mm-hmm. into the trap with my grandchildren to not to not to like to decondition them. In a society way, put it that way. <coughs> God, I'm sorry, I got the cord of the sneezes all of a sudden. I'm sorry, but um, please excuse me. Um, yeah, so I just, just, I'm, I really am appreciative of everyone to come out and just speak on this. 
instead of just, you know, shaking their head and just like, ain't that a shame? You know what I'm saying? And, and just put your voice out there, you know, and, and you never know what we may ha- may happen. So my question, do you have a piece for us tonight? Well, I told my dear sister, she know I'm not a spoken word artist. I, I appreciate all the artists. That uh, okay. <laughs> uh, my my piece would be this that I just made up. And I know she's a freestyle artist, and I just did one piece I made up one time, and I'll just share it like this real quick. Sure. And then it's been a lot of absolutely interesting night. I am enjoying this. Go ahead, please. I'm a DJ. I can play. I can mix some uh, some sounds for you, but uh, I am very turned off by uh, people being called out of their names. So. I wrote this little, it's very little, very small, and it's called that I am not a bee. Absolutely. And (laughs) it goes, I am bold, I am black, I am beautiful. I am bountiful, I have balance. Um, It's blissful. Hmm. I could get more of it, and there's a whole lot of bees. <laughs> but it wasn't the one that people want to call me. And then I would go into that, and I'll just say at the end it says, I am not a bee. You you know, it's funny because I, I started on a, a piece that says, um, I guess you said you don't like to be called out the, out the name, but it, I guess it's kind of contradictory. It's like, bitch, you tried it. <laughs> that was Because you don't know what somebody say. You're looking at them like, she really tried it. Uh-huh. You tried it. <laughs> I give you an E for effort. You tried it. So oh, yeah. that, that, makes, that tickles me. I like your poem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's oxymoronic. I'm it's not opposite of what bee. you would think it would be. I'm, I am not a bee. <laughs> but I am everything that is beautiful that is a bee. But when you call me out of my name, that other name, I am not, I am not that. <laughs> you know, that. That is something I have never been comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how people greet each other? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't think that that's a term of endearment either. If no. a woman calls me that, 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 I think that she wants to fight. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that is not the name you should be calling me, sister. Uh-uh. <laughs> I had a lady come up to me. She was, you know, she tried, you know, they come up to you, hug and get the hands all out. You bitch! I'm like, wait a minute. I, I turn around and like, wait a minute. You couldn't know me if you knew me like that. You knew I I wouldn't do that. I don't. That's not cool. That, that that's my word. That's not cool. I'm not that's cool right. with that. That's don't right. do me like that. Call my name. Give me an endearment. I endear people with uh, names because I'm really bad with remembering names. So if I'm yeah. find someone, I start if you know, secretly your name be smiley or bright eyes or beautiful stride or something. I give you another name to help me remember your name, but most mm-hmm. people don't know their little secret name I have. That's just for my head. But bitch, you'll never be one of them. Oh, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. You know, even if I'm mad at you, I think the dark overlord that spoke. <laughs> <laughs> you know Man, stop being mean? aggressive with the sound. <laughs> I know, right? On the ones and twos, dropping bombs on us. Dumb, dumb, dumb me. I guess that's that's a wrap, people. It was like, ladies, ladies, yeah. one wrong okay. against two, we're going into overtime. 
I love how subtle he is. <laughs> yeah, like, doom, he getting no bolder, right? Yeah, he's telling like the president. How did you ever get? Yes, that didn't just meet you. <laughs> this is I how we do it. I appreciate coming out to uh, Miss Joyce. That was, yeah, I loved your show today. It was very nice. Yeah, I appreciate it. I love the love. Thank you. Y'all, y'all show a lot of love. The way that the way that your show is set up, it's always going to be possible for us to come and hit your mic before we start our desire show. So that's not a problem at all. All right. If you have time, you're not doing anything. Come on through. You're always welcome. Like I said, it's not about having time. You make time for what's important. Oh, and wow. All right. People can feel My the cell phone is mobile. I mean, yeah, you can be anywhere. And I'm, I'm, I have to be. I have to be honest. That's one thing I'm really guilty of. I'm still thinking like. I'm in the 80s where it's like the landline and you have to be in your room and, you know, to have your conversation with your girlfriends. And it's like ding-dong, you have a cell phone. What did I just your- I said, my phone on 1%. And then then I thought about it. You know what? I'm just going to call the show from the landline and charge my cell phone. I still have an option, so I'm not dead in the water. Let's go. You know what? I have a phone. I don't know my number. I don't even know where the damn phone at. See? This, and you know what? I call this the old lady phone. I'm, I'm going to talk on it. If somebody calls, I'm going to tell you what they're looking for. They're looking for me by my government name, and it's for an appointment or a prescription refill. Don't nobody call the house for me. If my phone ring, we look at the phone like, like, like yeah, somebody hit a ghost or something. Like, well, y'all hear that? If my mom was not home, I'll let the machine get it. I'm like, it's not for me. Oh, my goodness, y'all. And in my house, I called the house and you didn't answer. Oh, right. About that. <laughs> I, know the, y'all, I know the phone probably did, but I don't know. Where, I physically don't know where the phone is. Where it is. So right. If, if we lose power, we short. Right. Oh, hey. that's another thing. We got cordless phones, like a trio of them. So mom said, well, you know, we should have a corded phone in case of an emergency. We can't right. find it. That's why we have it. That's it. Yeah, we don't know where it's at. We're, we're trying to find that phone that's with the with the little little spirally cord on it. I'm like, oh yeah, we do have one of them someplace. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you know. Crazy. If, if I was in the gas chamber and they said if I if I can tell you, you tell you, tell me your phone number, you'll live. I'm about <laughs> to take a deep breath. All I know is a four in there you both. That's adorable. I remember. I I'm, I'm pretty good. I have good memory for numbers because I associate them with names. And I remember when when, when King Cadence and I first started dating, I told him, I said, I know your number. And he was like, you do? And I was like, yeah, yours and my mom's, and I think that's it. <laughs> so in a bind, I can call two people. Like, don't if I didn't have, if my phone was dead, I could call them from somebody else's phone. My brother was like, wow, that's dope because I can't call nobody with 911. Like, that's terrible, because you're a cop. You should know at least five numbers. <laughs> what do you mean, nine or one? Ain't that work for you? Miss <laughs> Storm, Miss Storm, yeah. I was wondering, do you have a piece for us? Because we have a uh, another um, hand. Oh, we have a hand up. Yes, indeed. So I'm going to freestyle for y'all right quick, and, and then we're gonna, I'm going to get out your ear, and we're going to get our next caller. Do your thing. Uh, yes, indeed. And I'm going to call this piece. Pray for the children. Pray for My the children. God Thank you. Pray for the children is what I tell myself. Every time they come to the door, they are what I call the three S's. 
stinking, starving, and snaking. For those of y'all don't know what stinking means, it's when you see somebody wearing the same thing they had on last time you saw them. And it may not be from the day before. This may be from one day last week. And their hair hasn't been combed since that time either. And they're starving. I don't mean just hungry and ready to eat. I mean they're eating like they are fresh out. Once again, if you're not familiar with the reference, let me elaborate. They're going to eat everything on his or her plate, like two-handed, real quick, humped over the plate, not taking any time to breathe in between bites, like putting it in your mouth with a spoon or a fork real fast and then shoveling it with the other hand, kind of freestyle eating, if you can understand. It's kind of disheartening to watch and sad at the same time. They also smell deplorable, sometimes like Newports and sometimes like Pete. Feet filthy, not just dirty, like the kind of caked-on dirt that you could scratch off with your fingernail and it would flake off. I'm talking about ground-in, thick dirt from the toe to the heel. It's real, and it's sad. And unfortunately, I see it on a regular basis, but not this week, see. I decided to take a mental health break, for goodness sake. I'm already in this position that I'm in because I take care of my mom and not begrudgingly. I love her with every fiber of my being. It was almost seven years ago when my stepfather passed away and one of his dying requests to me was, Jenny, baby, if you could, I'd appreciate it if you moved back home with your mama because of her children. You're the one that I think is the most loving caring, and it would be real good. I don't want to down here by herself. And I said, this wouldn't be a problem, big papa. I got you, no problem. See, one of the wonderful things about being a child is even when you're an adult and your parents are alive, you're still their child and their baby in their eyes. So I'm a grandmother and a mother, but I'm my mother's only daughter. I don't feel like it's an obligation. I decided to take care of us. So, in the gap, while they're not in our home, being fed, as soon as they walk in the door, getting a bath, right after they eat, and I don't feel like it's a chore, getting their clothes changed and lotioned and powdered right after, and my grandson being treated for his eczema with this not very expensive but very necessary cream, diaper changed immediately and given a bottle of fresh milk before he goes to sleep and my granddaughters listened to a lullaby that was recorded especially by my boyfriend that they call Grandpa Randy. See, these are things that for us come naturally. I wish that this wasn't a reality, but it actually is. So... I'd appreciate everyone who's within the sound of my voice tonight before they go to sleep. These aren't some random children that I speak of in this piece. No, these babies actually belong to me. 
My grandchildren are the children. Every single day when I don't see them, they're in my heart. They're the children I need to help me to pray in peace. You know, each time you you spit, you share more and more about yourself, and I appreciate it. You know, like you talk to people, but, you know, you have a conversation with people, but then when you put it in poetry, it gives you a, a grander, a bigger view of what's going on and how you feel about it. And, and I think that, to me, is deep that you share that with us, and I appreciate it. You know how you call it your journal? It's it's my diary. It's like a, I just flip to this page, and people, a couple of people hit me today and were like, hey, how the kids doing? You haven't posted any pictures of the grandchildren lately. Yeah, uh, I need a break. My mom needs a break. Taking care of them is exhausting, and it's it's a it's a thrill and it's a chore. Right, I understand. And the children that that fall through the cracks sometimes are related to us, and unfortunately, my grandchildren are falling through a crack. Wow. So it's a very touchy, sensitive subject for me that his home because that's how they show up every time I see them. I. I I, it's like you, you, you're very, very strong. And it's like I, I met the, well, my children, my son is 15, and I've known quite a few people who had children at 15. Um, and I really don't want to be a grandmother, so I'm not talking to this into existence. But it's like they're your children's children. You love your child, and then your child had a child. And then you, and you will find yourself, and I see a lot of young grandmothers taking care of their children's children because they children want to be out and do what they want to do, whatever it may be. Yeah. But it's 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 crazy. I've, I have one family with, and it's seriously, the great great grandmother is taking care of the children. Wow. The great grandmother, great great grandmother, really, she's taking care of her, those small children because it's because it, nobody's able to, so to leave that responsibility on her, which she really, I don't think she's fit to do it, but you know, someone has to, right? That's what she said. Someone yeah. has to. So, <clears throat> Gina, thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing your page and your journal with us and Dr. Zaya. Um, we have Venom. Absolutely. Tonight. Hello, Venom. Welcome. Got your pillow? Hello. How you doing? I am doing wonderful. Good. It's good. I'm good. It's a pleasure to have you on the show tonight, sir. Thank you for coming through. I appreciate being on here. Appreciate it. It's been a while. It's been a while. Like I, I, yes, it has. Yes, sent it the has. invites out, and I was telling Desire that um, she's new to poetry and spoken word. She's gotten, you know, the the bugs. She got bit, and she, I love <laughs> she loves it. You remember when it was new for you? Yes, I, I do. Me, and I still love it with every fiber of my being. So I, 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 it's infectious. You know, every week when she does her show, you know, she had a guest host. 
that was going to be on tonight when I found out that she needed me to guest host. And I was like, do you think I won't when I will? <laughs> that's what's up. Hey, that's what's up. That's it. Hey. From the bottom of my heart. <laughs> Oh, you're welcome. You knew I was going to be here. I was going to spit a piece even if I didn't guest host. So, absolutely. So That's good. Tonight's talk was about what about the children. But we we, Mm. we, we varied (laughs) quite quite, quite a ways in different (laughs) directions. So, um, whatever you, what's on your heart that you want to share? Um, Wow. I mean, I'm a very diverse type of dude, so it's like I have stuff for kids. But one of one of the uh, one of my pieces is uh, it's entitled "Children with No Voice," and um, you know it's basically I give you this upbringing about it real quick. Um, it's about a tragedy that happens with kids that may happen in every neighborhood in the country, and sometimes we turn a deaf ear from it. Because a kid could die, a kid could something could happen to a kid before they even able to be a, the age of a teenager. They never okay. make it that far. So that's the piece that I'm gonna deliver tonight. All right. Well, the mic is all okay. yours. All right. I appreciate it. So. <clears throat> all right. Okay. A mother le- a mother leaves her kids at her parents' house while she goes off to work. She kisses her two-year-old and she kisses her six-month-old on the head. And the mommy says, "Mommy loves you. She loves my babies." You see, the grandparents say, "Baby, be safe driving to work now. You know that the road has drunken jerks." Grandpa reads the bedtime story to the grandkids. The little babies, they start to drift off to sleep. They're lying in bed right next to grandma and grandpa. You see, a few hours went by, and then an event that would change their family's life forever began to happen. You hear bang, 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 bang. Shots rang out. Grandpa ran into the bedroom to tell the family to duck on the floor. He could hear footsteps running away from the house. Grandma was clenching the babies, but only one was crying out. You see, she screams in horror because her two-year-old grandbaby was dying. Suddenly struck in the head, the grandpa screaming, not my baby. He can't be dead. My grandpa, looking in pain and all out distraught by wild he was holding the six-year-old or the six-month-old. She noticed that the six-month-old had been shot. Someone called 911, called the paramedics. Firemen and cops were all over the place. With the look of an unbelief and despair, the two-year-old died before he could arrive. So now the question is, will the six-month-old even survive? You see, the police was notified the mother of the lost child. She drops to her knees. She's screaming in agony. Oh, no, 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 not my baby. You got the wrong mother or something. They mentioned the kid's name, and the mother began to pass out. Rushed to the same hospital, no doubt. You see, the mother sees the six-month-old hooked to the ventilation tubes. Grandpa praying to God, looking confused. 
You see, the men who shot the kids were on the loose. They hid for sight for about four months because they were on the run. You see, they thought that the coast was clear, hanging with the homies and sipping beer. And then a mistake was made that led to a capture. You see, in their drunken state, they got into a fight and the cops were called. People were scattered and screaming that they have guns, run and hide. Then all of a sudden, shots rang out again. Once again, there was more anger in the air. People were ducking and diving in lieu of fear. You see, the cops arrived, and to their surprise, gunshots still was ringing out through the thickness of the air. People on the ground crawling, trying to keep from being hit by the straying bullets. You see, the cops got down behind their cars and yelled, put down your weapons or we'll open fire. Of course, the men said, F the police, and they started to shoot, one telling the other, cover me while I grab the guns in the loop. And then they realized that they had made a bad decision. The cops finally ended the shootout with all suspects still alive but wounded. You see, a cop was staring at one of them, and the suspect, and he said, huh, let me talk to this other detective. You see, their guns should be taken and sent to ballistics. And sure enough, these were the same guns that shot and killed the two-year-old and the six-month-old. These men were questioned, and they didn't even know that the cops were still looking in their direction for the case that they thought they were in the clear of. But when the cops questioned them about the shooting, they were shocked, and they tried to deny it. But God doesn't like ugly, so they really just couldn't hide it. But one of the guys couldn't keep his guilt and shame from coming across his face. So he yelled, we didn't mean to hit the kids. We didn't mean to hit them kids. The tears ran down his face as his pain led to a pure disgrace. You see, violence in our community really must end before another child's life is cut down before it begins. Justice is not true since a little girl's life ended at the age of two. She could have been a doctor, a lawyer, a businesswoman, or maybe even the first woman president for a kid who had no voice to make her choice. You see, the criminals were all sentenced to two life sentences for this crime. So when or when will the violence of any kind be eradicated in its time? Only when we say that there will be no justice and there certainly will be no peace. Instant. You, <clears throat> you draw, you paint a beautiful picture. It was not beautiful, but well, meaning that I, I can see the scene. It's like sitting there listening and watching what's going on. Some of the stuff that you you talked about, I lived. You know, it, it's, it's when I say you dead on, I enjoyed you. your piece. And I really thank you for telling it. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for the scene that you painted for me. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Dark Desire, that was purely cinematic. Don't we feel like we were in a movie theater? I took my eyes off the screen. You know what? Uh I appreciate it. uh, Not bad boys, but boys in the hood. Yes, yes. It felt like I couldn't wait to see what happened next, but I was scared to watch. Right. I was so that that the guy kind of 
I felt when I listened to it, when that scene, when you watched it, they, and they were crying and snorting, the boy get oh. shot, and it was I'm such a I'm a storyteller. He's a movie director. Oh, yeah. that, that's bravo. That's all I can say, bravo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, really. That's a gift Thanks. in itself because not all poets do that. You, it, it, The way that you, your voice changes and the tone and inflection, and when, like when he said, he was, you, I felt like you were the police. Hey, I really appreciate it. Thank yes, you. You are amazing. And just don't be a stranger. My show's moving. I won't. I, I need to get back going again. I've, I've been yes. laying really low. I've been laying so low under the cut. It's just, I just haven't, uh, I've been writing here and there, but I, I just need to get, get myself going. You know, I had did some performances, Kick it off. but not much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you're more than welcome to come back with your pillow every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I will do that. And it's, it's funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. sitting right next to a pillow right now when she said that I just yes. put a pillow next to me. She tries <laughs> to make you as comfortable as possible, and I swear sometimes I forget that I'm, other people are listening. Like yes, I was right, earlier, I and I was coughing, and then look at all, and then in the chat I get the uh, message, um, okay, Smokey, you're muted. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I forgot I'm co-hosting. Yeah. Everybody knows I'm smoking, but you're not supposed to hear me doing it. <laughs> That's right. I, That's right. <laughs> like, puff, puff, mask, but you know. Y'all, y'all made me feel welcome, so I, I'm greatly appreciative. I, I appreciate it. I, you know, I'm like I said, I've been laying low for a minute. I need to glad you're back. get back out and get back on the scene and and yeah. let let myself be heard again. You know, right? That, that your audience needs to hear your amazing talent that needs to be shared. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sitting on the comfy couch, and I'm going to be continuing to, to listen to the show for the other poets yeah, and much love to, to, to y'all. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the hammock. I think she's in the rocking chair. We're doing it <laughs> our way. She's in the hammock. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's what's up. So, yeah, we, we got various pieces of furniture up in this joint. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Bring back here. You, I don't know. It depends on how you're feeling. But some, some people going to get stuck and have to roll on the floor. Now you're on your knees and you're stuck because ain't nobody picking you up. So. <laughs> hey, well, you know how they say you you can lay on a pallet and put your blanket on the floor and you'll be hey, good to go. Oh. Yes, yes. We call this a B- BYOB. Bring your own blanket. Bring That's your right. Own Bring your own blanket. <laughs> <laughs> this was a... That's what's up. I appreciate yeah, it. And, and this, and this is every every Friday? Every at Friday. Starts at 9. Absolutely. Our desire. Okay, so start at, at 9 Eastern, right? Yeah, and we started early tonight. So, tonight we started at 8. We felt like the, the subject was so prevalent that we had yeah. to okay. extra hour. So we, we well, just just coach. inbox me or, or, or hit me up and and to remind me because I'm 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 on the West Coast so you know I have to keep the times together you know so the Central Time Zone I, but so I, I'll come through. Has to know that it's with the Eastern Standard the time is always Eastern Standard so okay. I'll make sure that yeah. when I send you the link or tag you to the post yeah. ask you to come out that you're aware of what time it is and in what zone that's what's up I appreciate it I appreciate it okay. well yeah. All right, much love, y'all, and much love to the poets that come on after. I appreciate it, and the poets that came on before me, one love. Absolutely. All right. 
you get comfy, and we're going to go to a musical interlude, and then the next poet. Right. Hang in there, guys. Come jam with me.
number is seven. <laughs> Welcome back to Dr. Desires. This is Desire, and my co-host is, hello, Gina. Oh, Gina Storm. Oh, yeah, I be on mute like a <laughs> <laughs> I be on mute talking. Hey, from the weed. Hey, girl, you know what's not going to happen? <laughs> I be on mute talking like, hey, what's going Hey, mom's like, I'm talking. Oh, snap. She can't hear me. That, don't feel bad because I did the same thing. I, it got silent and I started talking. I'm like, <laughs> and then it said, you're unmuted. And that's just why I was giggling. I'm like. <laughs> I had heard that I was unmuted. I still hadn't unmuted my own self. So. You got issues. Yeah. So, guys, you want to come join the fun, join the slumber party, <sighs> and bring your own pillar, come join me at 724-444. Five, seven, sorry, let's start again. Seven, yeah. two, four, yeah. two, four, four, two, four. I'm sorry, seven, four, four, four. Please be patient. Because I, 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 I got this new stuff called, um, hmm, Burry White. I don't understand how you jump around. See, I smoke like, it, no, I, I got my nerve. Because it was, remember, I was smoking Tupac. And then I got that, um, that, that Gorilla Glue, I think I, this is it. I've been I looking for that. Okay, guys, let me go. Okay, okay, okay. We off topic. Let me let me try this again. <laughs> We're going to wait till next time. Maybe if I put the paper closer to my eyeball, I can see better. But here it is. 724-444-7444. Number code is 146385. Bring your own pillow. That's all I said. Anyway, come join the fun. Press so, star eight if you like to spit. Uh, say that again? Press star eight if you like to spit. Oh, yes. Press star. I didn't write that on my paper. Thank you, Gina. Press Sometimes star. I remember. <laughs> I know, right? So um, um, we have uh, Texas on the line. Hello, Texas. Hello. Yeah, what's going on? Hold up, wait, wait. Hold up. Please say that again. Because my toes just started tingling. That was good. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> All right. Okay. You done made my night just by saying hi. Right. Okay. right. That's Keith's the notebook. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready. ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I'm sorry. His voice don't do nothing for me. He's family. <laughs> Well, he's not my family. Right, you, you can go ahead and get moist. I don't care. Oh, get my husband there. He's so used to it. Anyway, I Texas. Tell me, who are you? He's William. All I know is Texas. What's your name? My name is Keith. Ooh, yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to say it. Yeah. What's going on, sis? I'm good, bro. I'm just glad you made it. That doesn't sound right. Mm-mm. No, no, for real. That desire, that's my actual brother. I, that's all good. I got three of them, too, and they fine. 
So, yes, brother, brother, my brother. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I'm serious, y'all. I got to put this bong down. I'm a cold thing. I don't know if it's your voice or this bong. I don't know. Well, one of us got to stop. I think it's going to be me. So, yeah. Dina, save me. I need to stop. I can't okay. Let me take over because apparently the actual host is not going to be able to function. hosting <laughs> tonight, and our topic is what about children? And uh, you don't know this, but Keith is a single dad, and this is a topic that's near and dear to everyone's heart right now. This an epidemic going on nationwide. Horrible things are happening to children. They're being neglected, abused, put in cages, snatched from their mothers and fathers. We'd like to know how you feel about the topic and whether or not you have a piece to share with us tonight. Yeah, really. My own, my MO on the topic is 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 bullshit. Absolutely. Basically. And that's the, that's the realness. As you, you can't get no realer than that. You know, I got pieces for days about the girls. So, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I'm going to get into it. The mic is yours. I'm suffocating by breathing through an oxygen mask. My lungs are being compressed from breathing the toxic toxins of life. Trying to catch a mere half breath. I'm headed into a destitute state of depression from being repressed with the repulsive state of resentment that represents life. But I have a question. How would you feel? How would you feel if everything that meant anything to you was lost in an instant? People couldn't deal with their mind their own, so they ended up taking your business. You try to take the pain away so you result to rolling the blood, smoking that pot because shit just don't pan out, which in return results to you doing stupid little boy shit just trying to get that man out. So you wonder what that's about, taking a fast route, desperate measures to get that cheddar, that cream, that clout, but wait, it's not out of nonsense. Inside a destitution because the mother of your children left you right where you stand. Alone to raise two girls when you were just learning to be a man, and you can no longer get one of those good jobs that require drug testing because you're already dirty from drugs seeping into your pores from holding those rocks in your hand. But how would you feel going 40 years with pinned up aggression that you have to hold because to the family, you're the rock? How could you live if all your time was on their watch? All your words seemed to be paradox. Even your father's time was on their clocks. How would you feel if accusation was your greatest nemesis and even with multiple witnesses, you still have to prove your innocence? Innocence was the looks in my baby's eyes when I had to blatantly lie to them and tell them that their mommy would be back. Then how would you feel after that last statement you had to retract, hearing the little fragile hearts crack? It has now been 10 years without the aforementioned, but still trying to get our lives back on track. But how would you feel if sometimes you look at yourself as being child negligent? But if you don't work as hard as you do, you won't have food, lights, and a mobile letter place of residence. So I'm hesitant, watching the words that I choose to spew, watching the things that I choose to do, because if they grow up mimicking that side of you, the only person that you can blame, you will. Now tell me. 
How would you feel? Well, you you know how I feel already, but damn, <laughs> my heartstrings, my heartstrings are being tugged and pulled. You know, yeah, yeah. Nobody does it like you do. Keep you know, the notebook. I I've, I've talked to many. Uh, I try to get into that. So just a conversation with some some men about how they feel. You know about just being a, being a father or being divorced or widowed. Or mostly, I, I talk about divorce because I always hear women and what they go through, but they never I never had a moment to listen to a man and what he feels about it, how he feels about, let's say, the loss of a child or just like for yourself raising a child or being a single father. I appreciate you just giving me a glance into that. You know, just how you feel and, and, and what's it like and what you see. You know, I don't have that privilege to talk to many, you know, single fathers without it being misconstrued to as a flirtation thing. When I, I just want, you know, knowledge, right? So I, I appreciate you, and I thank you for sharing with me. Oh, absolutely. I thank you for having me. Man, we we got to do something about divorce. I can't do, do nothing about it. That's who he is. <laughs> I'm like, I'm about to make sure everybody's in the other room when, when you come over. <laughs> you just don't know. just don't. My goodness. You, you know that's funny because there's a lot of people feel like that about King's Cadence, and I'm thinking. <laughs> Ew! Stop doing that. You know that's my whole boyfriend, right? No, please. That's my BFF. You know how many people I had to beat off? Right, and that's the crazy part about it. Like, you know, they are on and on. I'm thinking, I'm on the mic. I hear y'all. Stop. Yes, yes. So, yes. Yes, yes. And I and the thing is, I got three brothers. Too. It's still weird. It's, it's still weird. And everybody wanted, is that your brother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm the, the best bitch. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So gross. Yeah, my brother asking about my my girlfriend. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's still gross. It's still gross. No Love you. Say the launch. You. We cherish you. We cherish your pen. You are always relevant. Always on point. Always amazing. That's why they call yes. you the notebook because nobody does it like you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And please, please, please come back. As a matter of fact, next time, you know, don't forget, I hope you pack your pillow and got your cozies. And oh, what, what's the thing my husband hates? The, the snuggle, the snuggie? Snuggie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get you a snuggie and get your drink or your smoke on, whatever you do, but be comfortable. Indeed, I'm going to chill with you. Absolutely. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I can't <laughs> tell you how much I like it. If I, if I smoke so hard, I think I'm going to hurt my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pull a muscle in my cheek. I gotta stop. You got something. Oh God! Now mind y'all, I got my husband in the living room listening to the the um the, the, the broadcast on so. the computer. Right? Yeah. I know he's pissed off. She ain't got no shame and no shame. I, I got a feeling that the spirit in my I, he gonna come busting in the room in a minute. <laughs> like, Giving you, you the crazy you, ass. You know it. Love you it. know it. But I love me some him. Absolutely. He knows it too, but you are a whole mess. My God. Thank you, Keith. 
like I said, this show was all about quality and not quantity. She wanted to have a select few, and I wanted the people that came through, all of the poets who have blessed the mic tonight were relevant and definitely on point for the topic and had pieces that they could spit that would help us have a different perspective on what the kids are going through and what it's like, you know, you you always have something to bring to the table, you know, that will nourish our souls. So thank you. Okay. As always, bro. So I um I wanted I got this new piece that um I wanted to try to just to give y'all. So, so it's Queen. Okay, journals, listen up. All right. His name is Heaven. She's chocolate, like me. Eyes, brown coal, with a sunshine soul. She's like me. Mouth sassy. Every tooth grin when she's laughing. She's like me. Hair coarse, confident within her voice, with her ability to ask for things as if, if it's by choice. She's like me. I used, I used to stop traffic at the early age of 14. Horns blaring, fears of anger because men labeled me mean. Sex thing. They scream was worse. I digress. She's just like me. That rage that shakes her foundation. That inner animal that breaks instead of waiting. She's just like me. I cradle her. With such excitement, her smile tells me she likes it. The princess reigns. Will it, will it be timeless? My baby, just like me, my daughter, heaven. So I feel that we said something earlier about it's not what we say, it's what we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, we tell girls not to do certain things, but we do it ourselves. You want, uh, we want our daughters to respect our, themselves, but we don't show them respect or we don't respect ourselves, you know, as we out in the street. I tell my daughter, I say, ladies, we don't walk, we glide. Okay. And, I, and I, some people think the word diva is a bad terminology, but I'm raising a diva that's not going to take no shit. I want her to be real wide, well rounded. I want to teach her finesse. These girls out here, I see they loud. They they want to fight. That's what they showing on TV. The real wives of whatever state you want to be in, and they dress to the nines, but they they're fighting like animals. So, I, that's my my statement. It's not what you say; it's what you do. And as we go for these these children. We make we now what? Now we see it. Now now is in the limelight. What are we gonna do? Okay, um everyone that can hear me. Um we are now entering whateverville. Like we don't know what happened. This is official slumber party hours now. Um if you would like to spit, then by all means put your hands up. Um whatever you want to talk about, we can talk about it. Whatever you want to spit about, we can spit about it. We're going okay. to take uh, we're now, take about huh? Not to say that the subject of children was not is not important and very relevant, 
But since we have changed the page and decided to, I guess, after hours, if you still feel like you want to speak on children, that's fine. You're welcome to do so. But if you want to spice it up, whatever moves suits you, whatever you want to speak about, I'm fair game. It's on. So, okay, I'll well, give you about five minutes to gather your pieces to get your thoughts right. We're going to rock music for about five minutes, so please be patient with us. And put your hands up by all means if you want to be involved. So uh, thank you, and uh, let's get this started. All right, Ladies y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your
You are listening to Dr. Dyer and Sky Vision Network. Okay. Hello. I don't know if anyone can hear me. I'm not sure. I've heard music and then it was nothing. Okay. So we're going to go on like someone can hear me. <laughs> so, guys, it's time to change the channel. Um, it's Pillow Talk Hour. So... You know what pillow talk is? <laughs> it's for the grown and sexy, if you want it to be. It's a comfy couch. So I just say grab your pillows, let's get comfortable, comfortable, and let's talk. So um, who do we have here with us tonight? Hello? Am I still muted? Hello? Hello? Mass is calling? Who's it? Hi, this is Aji the Poet. How are you? Hey, Aji. How are you? I'm good, Queen. How are you doing tonight? I'm wonderful. I'm so glad you came by. You got your pillow? You ready? You comfortable? Yes, I am. All right. um, what do you have to share with us tonight? Or oh, you just want to talk? It's fine. Whatever, whatever floats your boat, I'm gang. Uh, I have a piece that I want to speak called Daddy Long Legs. All right now. All right. I like the title. All right. The <laughs> mic is all yours. I can't wait. Thank you, Queen. Wearing nothing but a mink. Basic instincts. I want to do a chaton on you. Slowly crossing the mobile, you enjoying the view. Interrogation room. It's something about you. My eyes, they enjoy admiring you. It's your silhouette that they're grooving to. Ooh, and I can't stop moving to you. You. You like that rhythm and blues, R&B, smooth jazz, all rolled into funk. Hmm. P-funk. You want to get funked up? Climb aboard the mothership, because mother, mother is well-equipped, fully chocolate-dipped, honeysuckle lips, curves and plenty of hips, but we ain't making no babies. Maybe. Just maybe I would satisfy your craving, how I'm tasting, you all smiling and shit. Oh, you like playing? Oh, I know you do. I know right where you're at, you want to be staying. Love to love you, baby, love type of making. I don't eat pork, but I'm definitely going to fry up the bacon. Crisp, just the way you like it. Foreplay, washing it down like a glass of fresh squeezed OJ. Yeah, you digging the fit. And sure enough, ain't willing to acquit. And Daddy Longlegs, the name fit. 
This right here is the gist. I'm tired of talking. I want a French kiss. Will you allow me to do it like this? Wrap these legs for days around you and shit. Damn, baby. I know just how you like it. Let me put five on it. I know how you want it. Solid as a rock. Tupac. How does it feel? Yeah, my body talking shit to you. But you can't comprehend the meaning. It's the daddy long legs you're feeling. It's all right, baby. It's okay. I'm champagne mixed with a whole lot of Hennessy. Going straight to your head. Waking up. Wondering how you got there. So high you want to stay up in there. Chinchilla, yeah, this is not easy to come by. It's rare. Standing heads. All up in there. So good you're going to fell in love. Now you're scared. Mega, I don't bite. In my web. You can stay all night. Melanin, nutmeg. Daddy, long legs. Peace. All right, now I'm at the, um, I'm about to give me some water on this one. That's Daddy long legs, right? <laughs> Ooh, suck now. <laughs> oh, I like that a lot. <laughs> I see. I think I, I think I heard her spit that one. I can't tell you on whose show. Maybe maybe on Wolf Hours, but I'm not sure. But all I know is absolutely always love. I see the poet, and that's all. That's all I got. <laughs> I heard that. I heard you speak all I got before too. And I yeah. like it, but this time, it, this time you said it in like a a sultry kind of way, like all right now. Okay. Her tone, her tone My, has changed, and it's like a brand new piece. So yeah, this is not yes, Daddy Longlegs. Yes. We heard last time. I'm telling you, yes. I really Daddy Longlegs. I, I, speaking to me, all right now. I'm like, I'm like, okay. yes, indeed. That's a whole new piece. Every delivery is different and special. Just like you, Queen. That is amazing. Thank you. You're special too, man. I thank you so much. We love you. We're so glad you came through. And I know. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it so much. We just come past and 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 spitting some knowledge and some words and emotions with us. I enjoy each and every last one of them. Uh, and I, I'm learning also from you, like you said. The more you spit a piece, the smoother it is the more emotions you can put in instead of worrying about, for me, it's worrying about technicalities, trying not to stumble over the word or, you know, or or it just doesn't sound right at this second. So each time you said it, you, this is my, I think it's my second time hearing it, and it sounds different. I felt something different with this time you read it. It's just, I remember the, the words, but the emotions felt a little more, a little more sultry, like, I'm like, okay, I got you. I'm learning. I'm learning. Feel the piece. It takes me a little time, so when I first write it, it I kind of struggle with it a little bit, but um, then I try to just work it and get the feel and the groove of it. But it takes me a little time, you know. So that's I, I, one thing I look forward to on Fridays: the pieces that I've been working on during the week, and mm. you know, and so I'm running past y'all journals, and, and I love the feedback I get, you know. So. I I I'm, I really am a student of this, and I'm really enjoying 
uh, everyone that comes past to share, like they share their emotions. I call it emotions because it's it's in there. And the more you, the more I guess I feel like the more um, more effort, more time I put in, the more emotions I'll, I'll have in my pieces. So thank you, RG. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, we have Miss Lewis. Are you still with us? Hello. Got me unmuted. Yes, can you? It's Lois. Miss Lois, I'm sorry. Forgive me. It, it is. You don't have to be calling me no miss. You know. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm good, man. I'm real good. My mommy named me Lois. All right, Lois. All right. I'm bowing down. You got it. Marie, you can use it all if you desire. I'll call you whatever you want me to, Queen. <laughs> I like Lady of Love. I'm <laughs> ready to this. Yes, we are. Okay. This beautiful piece is called Love Taste. Thunder rolling, masking the sound of the garage doors going up. Lying on the bed in his favorite black lacy lingerie. Ears full of cold train and my erotic thoughts about him. I wasn't expecting you in tonight, nor could I match the impact my thoughts had on my most sensitive succulents. Lying there with my eyes closed, I smelled his cologne mixed with his masculine personal aroma, stroking my sensations. He's here. Opening her eyes to his handsome vision, standing proud and sexy in the carpenter's archway, advancing to finally scoop me in his massive arms, resting my head on his chest as I squeeze my huge lover feeling his power that excites me when he opens my moisture and tantalizes my spongy pleasure with the pen tip of his hat. His kiss is like thunder. My soul flashed lightning streaks. My eyes beheld a cosmic rain shower as he told my lips things he shared with my spirit. Holding my lips in his we undressed my beautiful lover as his wandering hands found her heat that couldn't resist his longing touch. He held my breast firmly, looking into my eyes that had become slanted with a shade of blue background, slowly seductively sitting down on our bed, holding my gaze and, and I his, gently pulling me onto his lap feeling his concrete response while my soft body robbed him of control. He took my aching nipple to task between his tongue, teeth, and lips. I poured forth like a twin Greek fountain. His ample fingers, fingers expert and agile, traced the soft line of my panty base, inching his finger closer to his created pond dragging the edge of the puddles to 
share her damp with the tips of his fingers, then sliding under and in with a deep moan, seeking to capture her sweet, spicy way. As he fingered along her sopping path, sincerely touching her pleasure, he thread her nipple in and out of hungry lips, riding her zone with double digits, increasing the bulk in her groove, uh, oozing a combination of thrusts and sucks, reaching in, letting my body force a moan from him as she chattered his name. is bouncing like a puppet, rolling in one motion, swinging my legs over his shoulders as he slid into high tide, gliding in divine luxury with each advancing inch. He rolled in angles that rhythmed music from the walls of my cove. I gave him my total feel from the pleasure he stirred inside my life house. As we swayed and rocked in the cradle of love's desire, exploding mutually, bearing witness, through this loving, brought their silky, rainy curtain down. She kept the mystical flowing atmosphere alive as she addressed his natural retreat, taking charge as she resuscitated his life force, enveloping his plumping line. She slivered along the path to an orating victory as he begged for her to release her trembling prisoner. She grand pile in the back of, of her open room as he held tightly her crown. I wanted him to support my open cavity and fill that portion again. Kneeling across him, he began to defy my problem and soothed it without delay. I fed him, and he sweetly ate, holding my body now, holding my body how he wanted it as he tastes his way. To paradise. And in that peace. Well, I would say <laughs> my husband's going to be very happy that I heard this right here. This is, yes. This is, mm-hmm. You got the motor going. I would tell you the truth. That, yes. I want that scene in my house tonight. That yeah, that said Mr. Boston stuff. She done brought the oh. <laughs> she brought the nasty. <laughs> it was, that was Mr. Boston last week, wasn't it? You're right. That's when that freaks come out at night. Stuff. She's like, girls, Friday party over here. Girl, <laughs> yeah. What? It's a good thing. It's a good thing ain't nobody in here because they do. Girl, I got, my, I got my weekend. I got my weekend pajamas on. What's she? Yeah. I got on. I got on. I got on a, a shorty nighty that says spoiled. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, ladies. I'm <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, <laughs> that's what I got on. Well, ladies, that's yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh-huh. I comfortable. Come I know my nice shade. <laughs> I know. I, I, I know the mechanic going to work tonight. 
You know, and you started the engine, so girl, it's going to be some problems in the DM, you hear me? Somebody going to be up for a while. <laughs> you know, I got me a nice little can of rip it, little energy drink. Mix a little Moscato with a couple of drops of Hennessy in it and, you know. Get everything on. That's the magic on. potion. Yeah, get everything on. You know, free <laughs> 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 the mind a little bit. Uh, yeah, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at the videos and the frames that come to mind, man. Boy, it'd be like, it'd be like a, a Saturday afternoon picture show for real. All right, girl. Okay. Christian vice and everything. I say, look, if he ain't doing it right, grab that nigga by his ears and, and hey, candle bars, show mm-hmm. him what to do. I'm sorry. Tell, 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 him, tell him, but you know, see, some of these niggas you can't do that with because they think, because they, they got that little piece of thing between their legs, they think that that does everything. No, it doesn't. Uh, it's best, you know, no. because, because, honey, 
if 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 if, her, if she's nice, you know, and the thing is right and whatnot, he slide up in that thing and you move the wrong way, he's done. He's finished. Mhm. He's well, he finished. You know what? See, I guess no. Mm-mm. Cause people people wind up getting pink slips like that. <laughs> I know what you mean. You gonna get your hell fired. You get laid oh. off on your day off. I'm sorry. No, oh, no, and have mercy. They, you know, they just right. never learn. They never learn. That's what it is. They never but we don't, really nobody learn. Nobody come out knowing what to do. I mean, you got some talented people. But some people, as you, I tell them, my girl, was some friends talking to my friends, if you're supposed to learn from each experience, exactly. if you learn about yourself. So yeah. if he can't get you there, you know how to turn your hip a little bit to the left, right, east. You know how to hit it. If he can't get, come on now. Yeah, know, make him, make him, to make him hold, make him hold that position. Tell him don't move, don't move, don't even breathe, <laughs> and work it, work it, and show him what what it that what happens, you know, for you when you move your hips east, west, and north and south, however it is. You know, some are on the left, some is on the right, you know, and if it's on the left or the right. Tell him what side is he you needed to pay more attention to. I need you to be over there when you feel me getting in. You need to get it going on that side or whatever you know, it is. Everybody don't have. Maybe, you know, sometimes you need to introduce her to a mechanic. Cause he needs GPS. Communication. Oh. Colin Q is not a dude because he's going to be so shamed when he get on this mic. Communication, communication. You gotta be, you gotta have good communication. You you gotta be able to tell him, "Come here, baby, and do this for me." Yeah, I need that. But he want his old. Not to use your teeth. And when he want his old dick suck, don't he tell you? Don't he tell you? I want to chew the nibble on. Trust me. Yo, he no more than you want your tooth nibbled on. It's not uh, supposed to be uh, no teeth with either one. Ew. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See what I'm saying? But if he want that old dick sucked, he <laughs> will tell you, uh, you know, baby, come here, you know. Or, uh-huh. or he'll be playing it all day long. You hear it. And, you know, when you get with him, you know, he, you can see him. You can see that, that you know, the, the want and the need for that. And so... You got to communicate that shit to him, you know. Um, and when you get home, I I need you to pray at my altar, baby. I've been waiting for this all day. You know what I'm saying? We got we got to have communion at this altar. You know what I'm saying? How you want me to do it? You know, you got to put some spice in it. How what you want me to do? Put my legs on your back. That's what you want. You know. And, and, and talk to him, you know, make him feel like something, you know. Uh, you know, communication. The more you be with the person, the more open you should become with them to be able to tell them all kinds of stuff. That's you know? true. That's true. Yeah, you know, if it, sometimes you don't, you don't want to be doing the old and out shoot, he need to learn how to work them fingertips. <laughs> and, look, like I said, you know, you three strikes and you out. So hey, see, you know you gonna get if everybody's not a mechanic. So well, either you open your mouth or you tell them what you want. Don't complain. Like why hurts complaining to you? What were you supposed to do about it? 
I don't know. Maybe she wanted me to talk about whoever I'm giving it to. I don't know. You know, uh, that's negative. but see, but see that that that's not gonna ever happen. You feel me? I'll talk yeah. about it, but I won't talk about who it's with. You know what I'm saying? I, I see. Know. So yeah. okay, so we're gonna make we're gonna move over just a teeny bit on your okay, couch. So nasty. Y'all just nasty. Y'all just nasty. Y'all just nasty. That's the lady of love. Nasty old women. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. And y'all definitely after hours, so you know. Y'all so nasty. Y'all better bring bring me some stuff down there to poetry and love. I think I'm going to have a show Thursday. I think right. I want to. I think I want to have a stomp down nasty drag out. Oh my God! You got. I want to see that. If I can't be there, somebody video or something. I want. I want to hear this because. But you. And we got nice. archives. If I got. Get, I, if I have archives. Nasty than that, girl. I'm gonna have to make sure I have my wet ones and some more shit to deal with this. Mister <laughs> Boston and I have two pieces. One is called Samba. And the other one is called Caliente. Ooh. I love that. That sounds refreshing. I need that in my life. <laughs> you would like samba, too. You would do samba. You so would like that. Yeah, man. So you know, and I, and yeah, shoot. I, I, I think I want, I want to have a old nasty show. <laughs> okay, I'm game. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm game. All right. Why not? We just, you know, just get it nasty. You know, we need to talk about things like that. You know, those things are dying, and and people are frustrated, and they don't know why. And they gotta get, we gotta get, give them the nerve to be able to talk to their partners without feeling any you know, any shame about it and whatnot. You're right. You're very right. There's some people just stop. Worrying about what other people think about them, and just yeah, do, what, you, do what you do. Most you ain't got no business telling nobody. You ain't got no business telling nobody you know. that y'all was swinging from the chandelier last night. That ain't none of their business. Okay. Well, how this long it? How long it is, and how thick it is, or if it's a pencil. That's that, that, ain't no, that ain't nobody. That ain't nobody's business, man. You know, you know your girlfriends and stuff. My girlfriends, we don't we don't have that kind of conversation, you know, because if 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 I'm with him and you know and stuff, it must be good. So I don't, I I really don't want to have to hurt nobody. Yeah, I hear you. Be somebody breaks off because of something. Because of the breaks off. Yeah, that's how long my husband's dick is, or how long he can fuck, or how that's not your business. But some people just got they can't help it, they can't hold water, they want to tell everybody that the dick good. And then you turn around, your girlfriend fucked him or something. Exactly, because she ain't getting it. Her man can't fuck. Oh, she's getting it. She getting it. If you send the advertising, she's probably getting him. So she getting your she getting your man. She getting your man's dick. Because you told him, you told your girlfriend how good it is, you know, because y'all done talked talked about how uh, Joe, y'all, Joe and Peter, y'all was messing with, he came fuck, you know, so y'all done already talked about that, so you you didn't, you know, that didn't happen. So now you get this dude that can put it down, and you tell somebody about that shit, you must be out your freaking mind. You got to be out of your mind. Tell nobody nothing.
I just, just look at the smile on my face. That's all you need to know. That's it. I'm happy. You might not see no smile. Might not smile. You know well, what I'm saying? No. no. I might Come be on, that secretive ladies. about it. And gentlemen. I might be that secretive. Smile for at least, at least a week. And it's sort of a make you tangle. So you got no, no, no. You're going to smile. And you you got to hold your cheeks down to keep your butt to smile. No. Yeah. <laughs> This um, hello everyone. Everyone, I'm just yes. just making you aware that we got about maybe ten fifteen minutes more oh, as far as time, and we still got like two three people here. Okay, All goodbye. Right, so, All right, okay. I'm sitting on the comfy cozy. Later. Now get your pillow. Get your pillow. Oh. Hold your drink. Freshen up your drink. Okay. Get love you. Love you, okay. Thank you. Thank you for coming past, and please stick around. We have, you know, if we go over. Um, We have next up South California. Hello. Thank you for being patient. Hello. 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 It's Anthony again. It's Anthony. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What you got for us, nasty ladies, tonight? <laughs> yeah, I, I've, been, I've been listening, and all I'll say is I've had some very good teachers. Anyway. <laughs> See, I told you the next caller would be a dude. You ladies, tonight, Lord, I was just a clown of all, sir. That was not me. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Dark desire to let you out here being lustful. I'm a Christian. So am I. Well, you- well, if you are, you might not be. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> if you are a Christian, you might not be after this one. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Look, I'm just going to plug one ear. I'm just going to listen to one ear because God knows my heart. The, uh, the piece All is right. called Her. Mm. Mike is yours, sir. She slowly walked into the room. Her nipples, her breast sitting high, her nipples erect. I followed her with my eyes. Slowly, I became erect. As she strolled towards me, I watched her body. The soft sway of her hips. The firmness of her ass. We kissed our tongues in a twine exploring the places we both needed to know. I took her breast into my mouth to roll her nipples with my lips. She went to her knees, engulfing me, running her tongue from root to tip. She swallowed me whole. It was all I could do not to explode. I pushed her back and tested her whole body. I sucked her until she began to shake. I slowly slid my fingers inside her wetness. She moaned as she began to erupt. She slid down slowly on my hardness. She took all I could give and more. I grabbed her hips and pulled her deeper. She moaned, took all of me. 
As we rolled over, I stroked her deeper. Her nails dug into my back as I took what she gave. She looked into my eyes and pleaded, Take me, please. I couldn't take it anymore. With a yell, I flooded her womb. She came all around me, her body gently shaking. She looked into my eyes. A soft kiss was given. And she walked away into my dreams. And that's that peace. That that was a nasty lullaby. That was a nasty lullaby, wasn't it? That was sexy. Now, look, his voice was all calm and relaxing, but the words. I know, right? You know, right? I'm watching as the lady's sashays, and he's probably laying in, laying in the bed, waiting, watching as she strolls across the room. Right. I love the scene. I'm like, that's hot. Oh, And he's so calm about it. Like, it's not like, oh, come here, let me fuck you. It was it was sexy. Yeah, she was like, we're taking a casual stroll to the park. Yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> she, you, right, you, never, it, like. you never give yourself away in that instance. You could be one to jump across chairs and like uh, somebody else said, swing through chandeliers. But until she gets to that point, you can always keep calm. Oh, yeah. Then once once she gets there, then you can act the damn fool. <laughs> but until but until Love she gets it. there, oh no. You 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 never let them know they have that type of power over you until you get there and you start to get into the act. Then you just let it go for all you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Maintain what's that? Maintain your calmness. I oh, man. Yeah. I mess um, around and swing. I mess around and swing around the house like Tarzan. But you didn't. Hear, you didn't hear that from me. Right, right, right. <laughs> you didn't hear that from me. Let them be your chest. Yes. You been, yes. You've been looking in my window. I see it. Oh my Jesus. <laughs> Hey, he's been telling these little stories, these little secrets, low-key. Well, we done found you out now. I don't do them sort of things. I'm a nice guy. That's, mm-hmm. I've never known the nice guy. No. We found out. We found out. Oh, well. It's out there now. <laughs> That's in the archives. <laughs> We're going to listen to the playback and fall out. Oh my goodness! That was excellent, though, sir. Honestly, we you you surprised us. We didn't know. We found out though. Now we know, and you can't take it back. Right, no, right. I I, 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 I did dabble. <laughs> you dabbled, yes, you did, yeah, absolutely. Well, honestly, you got encouragement because the lady of love can turn to the lady of lust right quick on us. <laughs> I mean, she she knocked our boots off with that, but I, I was no 
I know it's supposed to be steamy, but I wasn't ready. I was like, telling you. I I have have one called um, Four Words. So if anybody does a show next week, and I heard y'all talking, if they do do a show on next Thursday, I'll I'll do that one. That'll be that on Lois Shaw's. We'll make sure that you get an invite. Oh, definitely. Okay, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm going to sit back here on the couch now and um, hide behind my pillow and call it good. (laughs) You know it. You know it. Thank you so much for for coming by and just spitting your your emotions with us. Thank you. Um, I think next up is yours truly. Yes, ma'am. By all means. It's you. Oh, um, oh, it's me and then you. Yeah. Oh well, I, you know I'm I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna you. do one actually for my king. I'm gonna dedicate this piece to King's Cadence because he's the love of my life, the apple of my eye, and my future hubby. Um, let's see. Who am I gonna call this piece? Oh, anticipation. And I'm ready. Okay, Mike is all yours. Thank you, ma'am. Anticipation. Oh, God. I can't believe how fast a month can go by. Every time I mark a day off my calendar, I wonder how I'll survive. I mean, the year has been like January, February, March, March, Oh, my God, it's July. They just rolled together. I don't know if it worked that way for you. But I know that's the way it's been for me. I blinked. The next thing you knew, it was summer. I've been feeling hot for quite some time. It had nothing to do with the temperature. It's this anticipation telling you. I can actually feel you. It's like that 712 miles, you know, that calculated distance that we did a collaboration about so many months ago. It's actually shortening. Like, I feel closer to you every single day. Sometimes I feel like we're connected in a whole new way. I think that a bump in the road or a snag will make you closer. And I appreciate that. Honestly, in a whole new way. You are the air that I breathe. You're the downbeat to my heartbeat. I think sometimes you say bless you before I sneeze. I mean, like I can anticipate what you're thinking. I think that you can feel me before I tell you what I'm thinking. You're actually doing it. Like I was watching Hell's Kitchen and you freaked me out by telling me who would win just based on the excitement about the two chefs that I was watching on the show, and you told me who would win. And I'm thinking, oh, damn, he's doing that thing again. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, we share the same skin. And I like that. Really, it's amazing. Never had a connection like this before, so sometimes you just know. That's what I get. 
I love the way that our love grows. It's like easy and subtle. There's no rush. It's just got a natural ebb and flow. I've been in relationships before that I felt like I was straining and giving too much of myself and with someone who didn't really get the way that I think or we weren't completely in sync. Actually got married and divorced. Didn't feel like that man was ever treating me like I was his king. I was his queen and he was my king. No, I was an object, you know, a thing. Not necessarily a trophy necessarily, but some property that belonged to him. I didn't belong to myself anymore. I got lost in serving him. That wasn't a healthy relationship, if you can understand what I'm putting down. The wonderful thing about when you're in a relationship with the person that you're meant to be with, he overstands. I understand. and Yeah, right now I'm just anticipating what it's going to be like when he holds my hand. This is me other things that I won't be mentioning because, you know, I'm a fucking lady in peace. I like it. I really, really, really did like it. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Yes. That's why I come a fucking lady. Right. <laughs> <laughs> really nice. Really nice piece. I enjoyed that. I see you have really, really deep feelings. Oh, that's my baby. And sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I hate when he's not the first person I talk to when I wake up. Or when wow. he's not the first. Like we usually fall on the sleep on the phone together. Sometimes we both look at the count on the phone, and we've been on the phone six, seven, eight, or more hours. And I'm thinking, yeah, it don't make sense. We are not teenagers, but <laughs> even if one of us is snoring, then the other one watches over the other one while they're sleeping and. He'll talk to me in his sleep sometimes, and I do the same thing. We, like, literally have to be together and don't want to be apart. And I like that, the way that that feels, because it's mutual. It's not just one-sided. And when the when the relationship has balance, then you, it's just it's just a good thing. You just don't ever want to be feeling like you are not being loved and appreciated or you're being taken advantage of or the other person doesn't love you as much, you know? Like, I've been mm-hmm. in relationships where I feel like I was the glue that held us together. Mm. I don't feel that way. I feel like we're us, like we're two puzzle pieces or two Legos. You know how Legos click? Yeah. It's yeah. funny, like, when you first, when you first, when I first uh, heard about you, and especially from my son, Travis, you know, he just... Always in our Kool-Aid, yes. Right. <laughs> And I was like, and I listened to you. I'm like, wow, Randy, you found a female you. Yes, yes, like, that's how I feel. It's, it's crazy. I guess there's someone for everyone. I'm going to say every old pot has a lid. You just right. got to find yours, you know. And I never gave up. I never I never got, you know, so disgruntled or broken by love or, you know, being in an abusive relationship or, or being unevenly yoked. We call my two ex-husbands the biblicals. You, tell, um, I heard. you know, because the, their names are Solomon and Moses. So, you know, he's like, I don't have a name or a name out the Bible. Maybe that's a good thing. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> trust me on this. <laughs> I don't need another biblical. 
The Bible, the book of the book of Randy. The book of Randy, right? <laughs> oh my God, I'm just happy, and I'm happy that he's the same level of happy. That's all that matters. So, I my piece. I don't think it's my piece is that spicy, but it's a <laughs> it's, it's it's a work in progress. Okay, so let me let me let me share with you. All right. Um. It says, can we talk? I saw him from the other side of the train. His smile looked like lottery luck with mixed with confidence. I, I so gently adjusted my Murray Murray shackles that was blurring in my ear while I was staring at something. Uh, when I was, while, while I was staring, it's something about, about black men. That non-candid swag, how they don't mean. Now I don't mean go to that sure ass meat. That means swag. I mean this buttercream Tom's casual clothes with an ace deuce brim. Mm. He taught it my weakness. Lip licking, oozing with ambition, and get in the damn kitchen shit. We start. We continue our chairs checkers. As spectators begin to lessen, I scooted, I scooched one chair closer. He moved to, 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 to get even closer. With just six stops left, we got on course. We were on course. So two possible verbal, two possible verbal intercourse. He stood adjusting his man muscles smooth as a daydream. Damn, dude, this is all you. He slid next to me, and I don't know if Shamir Moore in the district. I stood waiting his approach, his hands gripping the train bars as his arms lifted, eye contact, as if by chance. This could end in some kissing. If it, then it hits me. Then it hits me. Mm, can we talk? What did the waste? What did I waste 20 minutes, the last 20 minutes of my escape? Why are you grown walking up to me smelling like ass chips and apes? Please, please get out of my way. Have a stinky day. You guys, let me tell you about this. This man looked like a dream. He was fine. Not fine, but fine. We sit there, you make that eye contact on your way to work. That that person at the end of the train, he looks so good, and you somehow kind of gravitate towards each other. The only for him to open his mouth to something to smell like he didn't ate in three days. It, it, <laughs> it, it, the funk was so dick. Oh, mm. Mm. Yeah, there's no words for it. And no. Sorry to hear that. That took such a bad turn. That it... I mean, oh, that, that's my emotion caught in that bubble of time. It's funny now, but it's devastating when it happens. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, that dude. reminds me of a piece I wrote one time called Beautiful and Dumb. There was a guy who was sitting there, I was in the mall um, at one of those 
coffee brewing things. It wasn't like a Starbucks or one of them, you know, little fancy coffee. Yeah, yeah. I was going to get like a, you know, a biscotta and some crazy, you know, crumpet or cake or something and, you know, try to look fancy. Right. I don't even know what I was doing because I don't do the mall. I think my daughter was, you know how kids are, shopping. Yeah. I didn't want to be there, but I had to do something to kill time, and I love coffee. So I'm like, okay, I'll get a cup of coffee and maybe one of these crazy snacks. And this dude, I, I didn't even realize he was looking at me at first. And then he looked, and he, I looked in his direction, and he smiled, and I smiled back. I looked again, and he was still looking. And I was like, fucking damn. <laughs> you better stop looking, because I'll probably get took. And, man, I collect beautiful things. Do I need to say it again? He was right. fine as frog hair. So <laughs> my goal was to get my stuff. And if he didn't have it, I checked for the ring, you know what I'm saying? He, he didn't have There was nothing about his. Oro or swag that, that denoted gay because if I have really good gaydar, I'm like, damn, I'm going to go over there. So makes it so bad is by the time I paid and turned around, he actually full-blown winked, a real wink, because I do this kind of <laughs> awkward, I kind of blink with both eyes and then try to keep one closed for a second so that you can think that I winked. Like, is she having a seizure? Uh, I probably shouldn't have pulled that because it looks like um, I should have sipped out of my coffee first. But I didn't try to wing back. I knew that. I just approached him. He was like, I was hoping you'd come over. And I was like, yeah, I just, you know, something said you needed company. And he was like, yeah, Shorty, have a seat. Shorty. Yes, right I'm one. Shorty. By no means, like in in in, in no in no generation would I be considered a shorty. Maybe if it was ninety, I'm a shorty. You feel me? But this right. cat was obviously a couple of birthdays under me. Okay, I'm not saying I'm a cradle robber, but I'll go if you you know black <laughs> birthdays. So I sit down anyway. One, he didn't stand up when he did not pull out my chair. Apparently, he wasn't raised right, but I let him have that. So I pulled my own chair out, and I sit down. I sit down. He's drinking something that apparently he had a flask in his pocket and added a little something. Oh, my God. Day drinking, yes. So you day drinking for one. Two. Yeah. Two, you call me shorty. And he was like, and then next, and I was hoping he was playing, but he wasn't. He said, what your name is? Oh, you should have got and walked off. <laughs> I did immediately. I didn't have no response. My response was, I'm out. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even, I, I didn't I, even give him the peace sign. I just got him walked away. Like, I can't, I went, if Shorty was bad enough, but what your name is? Oh, my oh. God. You fired. I'm trying to be that damn dumb. Really? I had an opposite experience. I was with my husband, went to go visit someone at the hospital. And I happened to glance up, and I will tell you this: I'm not gonna blame the devil for everything, but I will say he know what you like. <laughs> if this man didn't look like something out of a dream, my husband's standing right there. I'm like, oh, I, this, I mean, he took my breath. Away. Let me describe this man. I, I mean, like he looked like a vision. It was just, I love tattoos. I love tattoos. He happened to be, okay, he was very fair-skinned. He had, like, hazel or greenish color eyes. He had, like, this honey kind of dark honey blonde dreadlock. And he had on this jean jacket with his arms out. And it would have to be muscles at that. 
I'm like, devil, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Right. I felt like a dude when a when a real nice looking girl come past and you with your woman and, and you got you you want everything in your body is screaming oh yes that is fine but you gotta have that that Joker face we do the same thing <laughs> yes. this man looked like something out of my dreams dude he was fine and and tattoos and muscles and locks and girl i had to look my husband i happened to take turn my turn to my husband real quick and walk off <laughs> i looked at my husband and just walked away and i was like girl what were you done he, my husband wasn't there i was probably sat there and looked at that man for at least 15 minutes oh yeah, oh, yeah. He, he, he made eye contact that's the most dangerous thing oh, about yeah. me Making eye contact. I don't make eye contact because it's a challenge at that point. Uh-huh. We having to lock eyes. Bitch, I had to move. I said, oh, he going to get me divorced in the middle of an ER. I have to go. This is what I want. Firm it up on flatter. He was fine. Uh-uh. So, guys and ladies. Too much. Had, huh? That's too, just, just too much. Too much. Like I said, nothing but a sexy sandwich. Girl. And the poems that we've been, been blessed with today, tonight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is a really, really good show. I have enjoyed it. Like, the, every piece about the children, every everyone who had any opinion about the children, uh, what the Lady of Love shared with us about being tatted, like I said, I'm a tattoo virgin right now. I'm gonna probably need y'all to get on either side of me and everybody hold a limb. Really, <laughs> kids hold my feet. You and T hold my hands. Randy hold my head, just so I can do something small. I'm serious, right? I don't do well with needles or pain. I have no blood, so I saw your tattoo when you first got it, and you said no blood and, and minor and, and minimal pain. And yeah, I, that's true. Because I'm gonna need well, to get one. I'm gonna need to get one ASAP. I'm but gonna get I you do it alone. I'm we need to get you some numbing cream. So. And I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna need that. And I'm gonna need more support, like head to toe, because I'm not built for it. I know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not built for it. And I'm a painter too. I will pass all the way out. I'll come too when he's done. <laughs> Y'all yeah, gonna be like, she done passed out like she got the vapors, like she a old lady in a movie, in an old black and white movie. Oh yeah, just like yeah. that. We should do it. We should do a show while you get your tattoos. Oh, go live on Facebook. The people will love it. They love when I go live. I don't even have to be doing nothing important or nothing, uh, you know, <laughs> exciting. But that would be something to view. Would nobody in my life believe that I did it because I'm scary? So, yeah, but that's necessary because they, they can't snatch nothing up out of here. Mm-mm. I would say, like, once you get it, it's the artist that I work with, you're so in love with it. Once you see, you go through the pain, of course, it's going to hurt a little bit. There's nothing that's going to kill you. But once you see it, it's almost like worth doing it. It's like, yeah. it's so and everybody I know which has say that. So I trust the, you know, it, 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 it couldn't be that bad because, like I said, um, my brother, the one under me, he's got tats. Everybody I know has got tats, but my sister-in-law got tats. 
my niece, my nephews got tats. And I'm saying to myself, how did y'all do that? They're like, we're not you. You're a scary cat. You're a crybaby. You know, you bleed. So I'm like, wow. Well, I guess I'm off the loop because I, I can't. That's not looking like a possibility for me. They just have to start small. Yes, have to start small the fall. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Some little. I'm thinking a tiny butterfly, and I mean when I say tiny, like it's gonna look like a mosquito <laughs> to people with real tattoos. They're gonna be like, "Are you, so you sure?" You want a moth? Because I got a I got a magnifying glass, and I, I'm gonna need to take a closer look. It's going to be a little purple ribbon, and it can't even say lupus on it. It's just really, it's going to be so small. People are like, what is that? Oh, it's a purple ribbon for lupus. Are you sure? You wasted your time. Just get yourself on the side of a dime. I'm serious. That's what I'm talking about. The dime is small. I can do that. I'm talking about little. Just enough. He tried to snatch the night. I'm sorry to tell everyone that it is now quarter to one. We've oh, been running wow. since nine o'clock p.m. Oh wow! So it's a wrap. Um, we've reached that point where I tell everyone that we appreciate you coming on and supporting Dark Desires. It will be happening every week from nine to eleven, eleven p.m. Eastern. <laughs> um, we also will be doing it on Tuesday nights from nine. P.M. to 11 p.m. <laughs> with a little bit of room if need be. Um, I ask you something, King What is the? Uh, why are we enunciating the, the nine and eleven? That's right. He thinks that we're gonna comply. He thinks he's gonna get us to act right one time. Oh no, um, I know that. I know better. You know better. I like your sound effect. Though. It's effective. We'd be wild out. All the other shows be gone to bed. <laughs> People go, like, like um, you know that Ajit was on Van's show, and when asked was, we still on and called in. And same thing with Anthony Arnold. So so um, this is like the, the after party anyway. And like I told Van, we're going to try to hit you next week, sir. Our bad. We just, you know. We got to and got to talk. Yeah, you know how we do. But you know well, how we do. Uh, I think huh? there's going to be a sticking a, a, a sticking point for us is that we don't have a comfy couch. We just ask you to come as you are, come comfortable. We don't, we don't. Anytime you're showing up with pillows, it's going to be wild. So. You bring your pillows and your, your drink or whatever, you, whatever you're working with, that's fine. No, no, no. The way they show it, the way people are showing out tonight, I don't want you to come nothing. Don't come comfortable. Keep that shit at home. <laughs> Keep your clothes on. Like, He's like, fully dressed. How we get from talking about the kids to to to, to wet panty lace? You know, you explain that to me. Oh God! Oh God! Everybody ain't nasty though. Everybody ain't nasty. You okay. see them run away. A lot of people left the building. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Well, as you all, I'm, I'm sorry. As you all know. We all end the show out with a certain song. All right. Yeah, it's Desire Slash Dance. So would you like to say anything first? I'd like you to thank everybody for stopping past. Um, as you can see, this is a comfy, comfy room where we like to get comfortable and be yourself. Bring your pillows, bring your drinks, bring your mind and your emotions, and come share with me. 
and um, my host, come Gina Storm, come share your emotions and what's 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 on your mind. So we're here on Fridays at starting at nine, and supposedly end at eleven. And like I said, supposedly. Um, and I thank you for coming. And um, I'll I'll post our next thing. Gina. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I like to thank Dr. Dyer for allowing me to co-host yet again, King's Cadence, for working the ones and twos, keeping us aware of the time and the colors and cue, you know, trying to harness us and, and keep us on track <laughs> to the best of uh-huh. ability. Good job with that. Um, for all of the poets who came through, anybody who, and, and, and especially for um, DJ Joy, I mean, she's not even a poet, she's a DJ, but we went through, blessed her mic before our show began, and she said that she would return the favor, and that's love. That's love. That's artist to artist. You don't have to be a poet. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. You don't have to be a poet to come through. You, you know, we're, we're people. We just happen to be poets. But people are welcome. You know, if you sing, if you're, if you are, if you're a person who loves poetry, if you're a poetry fan, some of my fans showed up and listened, but didn't raise their hand because they didn't have a piece to spit. They don't have pieces to spit. They just love poetry, and I love them for that. Um, uh, Iron Winter Sol- Solstice came through. She listened, but she was getting ready for work. Struggling to get into cue because she couldn't understand what all the directions were because she'd never talked, called into a, an online radio show. So it's a process for people who are new to talk shoe or blog talk. They don't know how it works, but it's the process. And as they learn it and they call in and they get a feel for it and they listen, anyone and everyone who called in and who had any opinion about the children, that was the important topic for tonight. And that was a blessing. And I thank everyone who came through. Yes. Thank you. And who shared? And we would also like to take a moment to thank all of the chosen few that uh, were chosen. Um, next week it will probably be a different set of people, but uh, to be one of the chosen is indeed an honor in itself because, you know, you <laughs> would love to make sure that people who, even though who does who doesn't even always get you know recognition to shine, but you know, still very great of poets themselves. You know, to make sure that everybody gets that same kind of shine or the same kind of opportunity. And at the end of the day, it's all love. And I love, like, almost just about 99.9% of you. So, you know, <laughs> keep doing your thing. And I'm working on it. Jesus still know, you know, you know my heart. I'm still working. So, um, so, you. so um, everybody else, we go hit this um, Desire for Last Dance. And that's about it. See you next Like you, baby. Could it be you do 